Craig, I'm going to run your ass through a compressor, you motherfucker. <laughs> Get out of here, Craig. <laughs> Get out of here. You share a name with a Degrassi character, and I don't enjoy that. Grass, a Degrassi character? <laughs> yeah, there's a Degrassi character named Craig. It's, it's Craig from Degrassi. Wow. Wow. The Craig Manning? The Craig Manning. Um, he's a bear, and he's a Discord bot that records. I think he's my more podcast. of a twink, but that's just me. <gasps> yes, <laughs> Craig's a twink. Oh my goodness! I'd like to dedicate this episode to the love of my life. His name is Tony Anderson. You may know him from season one, episode one of the hyperfixation, uh, where we talked about near automata. Tony has not listened to a single episode of my podcast. I do not hold this against them. They are not required to. But they reminded me of this just an hour before recording today that, ah, you're talking about Degrassi today and it's going to be a video format option. You finally made a Tony Core episode. And I went, wait a minute. <laughs> That's right. You've never listened to a single episode of my show. So with Susan's permission today, I am dedicating this very episode to Tony. And I'd like to say this now, Tony. You asked me to make dr- jokes about Drake today. We'll find out if that happens or not. I won't tell you when you come home today. You'll just have to find out when this episode releases. You're welcome. I love you. <laughs> See you later. Bye. hyperfixation where my friends come onto our show to tell us about things that excite them for 30 to 45 minutes or more depending on the vibe today uh i am your host roma ostman romy baloney with the they and them pronouns i got rid of my gender years ago and by years i mean like probably a year ago i should probably find out when that anniversary is (laughs) (laughs) um and today i am joined by the wonderful the exciting the electrifying susan Hi, I'm Susan Alexandrite. I'm uh, Claudia's little sister and system member. Uh, I turn 16 next month. And Congratulations. Thank you. And I'm here to talk about a teen show. As, I'm so excited for this. <laughs> <laughs> I know very little about Degrassi. I remember seeing it airing on TV, and I remember... Being far too busy being a child to pay attention to it with my ADHD. <laughs> so um, I am absolutely thrilled that I get a, uh, a full presentation on something my childhood desperately missed. Yes, I brought slideshow a slideshow with clips 
Um, not every moment that I'm going to be talking in about in here has clips. I mostly save clips for when I think it would enhance what I'm talking about. And a couple of things, I was just straight up too lazy to get some clips. Uh, but it's going to be good. I'm excited. And if anything, we could just probably toss YouTube links in the Discord and watch them on our own time. Yeah. Or pause the episode and go look at them. Um, so, Susan, mm-hmm. uh, how did this how did this hyperfixation start for you? So this is a very old hyperfixation for me. Um, so I was primarily active in our system between 2005 and 2007. Um, and during that time, I was largely pretty unsupervised uh, because my parents were getting divorced. Uh, before bedtime, me and my sister would be in our parents' room watching some TV before bed. And we definitely weren't supposed to be watching Degrassi, but we did instead very sneakily and changed it whenever, if, if mom or dad came into the room. (laughs) It's really nostalgic for me and Claudia. Um, mostly season five and the JT and Liberty storyline that's in there. I'm going to talk about that at the very end. Um, okay. That that plotline is incredibly nostalgic for me because I watched it like week by week as it was happening. So I was I was like completely immersed. Oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. I I cannot remember the last time in my childhood. I can't remember any instance of in my childhood where I watched something week to week. But mm-hmm. uh, I find it very interesting that. A couple episodes before this will release, uh, the Avatar: The Last Airbender episode. Uh, mm. What's his name? Oh no! Oh no! Kiefer, Kiefer from Select and Start uh, was watching Avatar week to week from release to end, basically. Yeah, and so I, 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 think, I think that's just <laughs> I, I, I didn't even know Avatar existed for a while. I just <laughs> I was I was not a TV kid as a kid. <laughs> I was too busy doodling or on youtube or something like that yeah that makes but sense. I, I just think that's super cool yeah it it's yeah. a really it's really engaging to be honest um i think that there's something missing from the binge model and i normally kind of roll my eyes when people say that but at the same time i think that there is maybe it's just nostalgia but i did kind of enjoy like having a plot line go for longer than if you just watched each episode like in a row. Like if you yeah. watch each episode in a row, the JT Liberty storyline is like five episodes, so basically like two hours. Uh yeah. As opposed to like five to seven weeks or whatever. Yeah. Oh wait. Oh no, you're you're making a solid point here and I just put the A, B, and C together of like that would have been a whole month or more month and a half, two months of just obsessing about what's going on in this one specific plot line versus mm-hmm. uh, maybe a week of like talking about it with other people and then just kind of moving on to whatever the next plot line is. Exactly. Oh my goodness. You get to savor it. I need to change how I consume television. <laughs> <laughs> Cause that sounds a lot more fun than binging one piece and being like, Oh yes, the entire arc of whole cake. That that was a great month. <laughs> I remember when I watched Full Metal Alchemist. Um, I watched 
an episode a day because that's how it would air on Adult Swim. Mm-hmm. And I remember that being also a pretty engaging way to to um, consume it. It was like, essentially, they would do half the series in one month, basically. And then um, they would take a week or so break and then they would do the rest, the the back half of the series. Nice. Mm-hmm. I think the Adult Swim was the most television I watched as a kid, which is probably not good. But <laughs> I had insomnia, so that was just what was on on Cartoon Network when I was going to bed. Um, so I remember consuming my Inuyasha that way. Ooh. But I never knew if it was consecutive or not. It's just, mm. you know, one of those like, it's another episode. I don't know what the plot is, but I'm living. I'm having fun. Yeah. So uh, I think I mentioned already, I have like zero experience with Degrassi. So if I ask questions about who is who, uh, I, I probably will ask a lot of questions and try to make sure that I'm understanding. Yeah. Um, let's see. I'm trying to think. Uh, but I'm I'm ready to go if you're ready to go, unless you want to do any prefacing before we begin. Um, I do want to do one bit of prefacing. Um, Degrassi. Uh, deals with basically every serious topic under the sun. And uh, we are going to be talking about a couple of potentially triggering things today. I will trigger more on those as we get to it. But I also want to say that I'm going to be talking about some of these in maybe a little bit of a flippant way. And mm-hmm. it might sound... Uh, a little bit like this. Have you ever read anyone's diary? Kathleen. Of course. <laughs> but it was okay, because until I came out that she had anorexia and she got canceling. Melanie? Kathleen, I don't see what the big deal is. You had anorexia. Your mom is an alcoholic and your boyfriend beat you up. Most people would need counseling for even one of those things. So. Hey, yo. <laughs> Please just remember that it's a TV show and I myself have been through a lot of things. It's it's okay to talk about some things flippantly. Yeah. So it, the we all know that these are serious topics, but in regards to Degrassi, we're we're just going to kind of uh, just talk about it in the in the moment sort of Exactly. Yeah. Also, I love that clip so much. <laughs> I, mm-hmm. I absolutely love Melanie there. Can you, is that a YouTube link you can send me by chance? Um, so I will put this whole, th- the the whole clip file up on YouTube uh, cool. after the fact, so that it's easier for okay. both our, our viewers and for you to get to. I'm also going Perfect. to send you like an MP3 version of it. Um, if you're putting okay. this out as an audio episode as well. Yes, I am. Okay. So that that works perfectly. So I'll try to also for the audio only try to describe things a little bit, but mm-hmm. not in like a distracting way. Yeah. If that makes sense. Perfect. Um cool beans. All right. I I'm ready if you're ready. All right, get hype. So, what the heck is Degrassi? Never mind, let me go back one slide. What the heck is Degrassi? <laughs> so Degrassi was created by Kit Hood and Linda Schuyler. Um, it is a franchise of Canadian teen dramas 
non-consecutively stretching from the 80s into 2017. Well, really 1979 into 2017, but the 1979 one, we'll get to that. Um, Okay. So it focuses on kids living on and around Degrassi Street in Toronto, a real street in a real city. Um, And, you know, it focuses on them going to school and having teen problems. And it has an emphasis on showing teenage problems as kids may experience them and a de-emphasis on adult intervention in said problems. Because this show is about teens. Get out of here, mom. (laughs) So let's talk about the lead in to Degrassi. So it all starts with the short film Ida Makes a Movie, which is based on a book about cats who make a movie. I have not read said book and I have not seen said short film. Um, Me neither. But that movie led into a series of after school specials called The Kids of Degrassi Street, um, which stars some of the same child actors who are going to be in the in Degrassi proper Um, But they're playing different characters than they would in actual Degrassi. So then we get into real Degrassi, starting with Degrassi Junior High, which is the first real series. It ran for three seasons and then the school burned down. Uh, Why? Yeah, school burned down at a dance. It's a Degrassi tradition. Hey, yo. (laughs) That's also how season three of Degrassi The Next Generation ended. (laughs) Wait, this becomes just like this. This is the signal for the season is <laughs> just just that one time in next generation and the whole school didn't burn down that time. <laughs> OK, OK, just the gym. But in junior high, I believe the entire school burned down. Hey, so then we go to Degrassi High, which ran for two seasons and then the school shut down. And then we have Degrassi Schools Out, which is the uh, made-for-TV movie finale of Degrassi High, and originally of Degrassi as a whole, because there wasn't going to be any more after this point. Um, It also has the first use of the word fuck on Canadian broadcast television. Well, fuck. That's cool. (laughs) I'll be showing that clip a bit later. I'm so excited. (laughs) So then we have modern Degrassi. This Um, is the one that I know of. Yes, this is the one that I think most people know. So Degrassi Mm -hmm. of the Next Generation takes place 10 years after Degrassi High. And the daughter of uh, a character who was a teen mom in Degrassi Junior High and Degrassi High is starting Junior High herself. And so we get to talk about modern teen problems, modern being 2001. Um. It also features some Degrassi High characters as adults. And it ran for 14 seasons. Oh my god. Yeah, it's a lot of Degrassi. Uh, But wait. Oh, go ahead, sorry. There's more. (gasps) Because after the 14th season ended, it got picked up by Netflix as Degrassi Next Class and ran for four seasons over two years. Yeah. What were you about to say? Oh, I was just like, wait a minute. So you're telling me the, the initial class of Degrassi students uh, had kids and then they got their own show? Basically, yeah. Well, one of them loved- had kids. Ah. Um, and she is arguably the main character of the first three seasons of Degrassi The Next Generation. And 
then it becomes way more... It's always been an, an ensemble production, but uh, this character became way less of a focus. We'll get into her uh, when we get into a plot line about her that I find interesting. Sounds good. So, what will I be talking about? Uh, we're going to be talking about Degrassi The Next Generation Seasons 1 through 5, or, you know, interesting plots and characters and things from there that I want to talk about. And we're going to be talking about contextual pieces from junior high and high. And uh, from later next generation when I feel like bringing something up. Cool. I will not be talking about most of junior high or most of high or the later seasons of next generation. So basically anything past like season seven, I'm probably not even going to mention. Uh, And I'm not going to talk about next class at all because I've not seen it at all. Okay. So let's talk about characters and storylines that I love. This is Paige Michaelchuk. She is a Canadian national treasure. She is uh, the a queen bee in school. Um, she she is popular, and the first episode of the first season, she is reimagining herself for the new year. New year, new look, new page. And she is stubborn with a good heart and a massive devotion to her friends most of the time. <laughs> and then we have Teresa Terry McGregor. She is shy but friendly. She hangs out with a popular cl- clique, um, but has a lot of confidence issues. And uh, starting season two, she actually becomes a plus size model. Ooh la la. Ooh. And she actually, is, uh, her actress is a plus size model in real life. Hey, yo, make that money. Get that yeah. Okay. So the first plot involves both uh, Paige and Terry. And it's about teen drinking. I didn't know that animation would happen. (laughs) Honestly, your slideshow production is absolutely wonderful. I love how, like, cute and pastel it is. It definitely has, like, wonderful high school presentation energy. And I love it so much. (laughs) Thank you. This look is going to become less and less appropriate as we go on. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) So teen drinking, teen drinking, a Degrassi classic staple. Um, the girls are going to be going to a school dance. All right. So Terry has a thing for this guy, Spinner, who we'll get to later. And Paige is jealous because she also kind of has a thing for Spinner. Because, But I mostly think it's that she doesn't really want Terry to have Spinner. She just kind of wants to have the option to have him open, you know? Ah. Uh, That's the okay, sort of person okay, that Paige okay. is, especially in the first season. Uh. And so before the dance, Paige gives Terry a lot of wine that she got her hands on from, I think, her parents. Why do parents just have all this on-stock alcohol, man? <laughs> you know, sometimes you, you're, you live in Toronto and you have a lot of wine. <laughs> I, hey, you know, um, also like, I, if you, I don't know, as a, as a new parent, I, I <laughs> think about it. I'm just like, I don't know. I wouldn't just have it just chilling. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, have a like, liquor you, cabinet. You know, lock it up, do inventory. I don't know. Yeah. So but that's just me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Trust me. I, I would too. Or, you know, give them a safe environment to have exactly. a little bit in. Yeah. You know? Like, okay, I'm watching you. You're safe. You're good to go. But <laughs> So this ends up happening at the dance. 
Oh, the fashion. The fashion is so good. I love Degrassi oh fashion. Are you okay? I'm fine. <laughs> Never better. Okay. <laughs> oh no! You got the spins. Are you okay? Um, actually, I feel so good. <sighs> I told Terry not to drink so much. So, did you see me that dance? Uh, yeah, I guess. So yeah, the the betrayal. It stresses me out so much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, getting sick at the dance after drinking too much before going to the dance is also a Degrassi classic. Wait, did the I just need to know um in terms of like context of the time span, so like they went drinking and is that like the moment they get to the dance, like the dance just started or is that like later on in the evening? I think I think they got to the dance a little late. And I think that's pretty early when they get to the dance. I I oh, think no. she gets to the dance, dances a little bit, and then immediately throws up. Oh no, poor baby. Yeah. Also, also every time I watch Terry go down, it it's so funny because it's just completely unprompted. <laughs> Wait, like, is that like something from an interview where they're like, "Yeah, I just kind of felt like it"? Or? No, it it just every time I look at it, it's like she had no reason to to fall over. <laughs> she just really just kind of goes for it. I want to know what that that acting direction was. It's <laughs> like you know what, like why don't you just fall down real quick? You know, like yeah. people do. You know, fourteen year old actors because all these actors oh, are true. actually like the age of their characters. Ah. Uh... Oh, that's actually kind of cool. I yeah, mean, like, to a degree, but yeah. Yeah, you don't um, usually get that in uh, television about teens, but yeah. Degrassi is really unique in that regard, and I think it really enhances the feeling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, especially, like, uh, you know, there's the... I don't want to say it's an... How do I want to phrase it? Well, like... Uh, Somebody will be playing a 16, 17-year-old character, but they're, like, you know, early to mid-20s. Yeah. Um, so there's a little bit of that, like, oh, I don't look like that. I don't look like a grown person yeah. <laughs> at that age. And you're like, why aren't, um, I, why aren't I beautiful like this grown adult? Yeah. Why don't I have a face clear of acne? <laughs> um, and so it, I did... It is kind of strikingly noticeable how baby face all of the actors are. Yeah. And I didn't really think about it because I'm just so used to adults playing these roles and, until you mentioned it. Like, yeah. Hey, yo, dear babies. They're very small. Also, small as, as we go on in this presentation, these are basically in order that they come up in the show, more or less. So we'll get to mm-hmm. see a few of these characters over and over, like getting older. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So grow up with them. Yeah. Just really fast. Yeah. Also, the end of the betrayal here. Are you feeling better? Look, here are those notes back. Thanks again. Yeah, Tear, thanks, but Spinner's gonna use my notes from now on. Hi. What? Mm-hmm. What a bitch. 
also that girl's pigtails was really cute. Yeah. I like that hairstyle <laughs> a lot. Um, I, can I ask you a question? Mm-hmm. Has anybody ever done that like shitty of a move to your face? I maybe I've just been blessed and you know have not had somebody do something like that, like that that big of a fuck you to my face before. Like, <laughs> like not experienced that once in my entire school career. I mean, like kind of yes, because I was bullied a lot. <laughs> In in middle school and the beginning of high school before I went to sleep for 14 years. Mm-hmm. But in a sense, yes, but never anyone that I would consider to be a friend exactly. At least okay. not in like a betrayal kind of way. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, no, like it's it's usually a much more like harsher reality version than like the dramatized like. Haha, I betrayed you, bestie. Yeah, exactly. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. So, next, by the way, this next bit is happens in the same episode as, as this. We're going to talk about uh, James Tiberius J.T. York. So, he's the class clown. He's an aspiring performer of... Some type. I think he's initially kind of like a more of a comedian type and then more of just a general actor. It's kind of vague. Um, but okay. at least he doesn't want to be a musician like 90% of the characters on this show in later seasons. Hmm. And I, he also does not know how to shut up ever. He should be on my podcast. <laughs> he should. Um, I I just love his name, though. I don't know if who if it was a writer's decision or what but james tiberius york is such a goddamn name that is so <laughs> classy and i'm not i'm not even trying to make fun of it like that's it's got a uh it's got original character energy <laughs> and i really love it <laughs> yeah it's very good so and we also have his best friend toby isaacs jewish nerd icon He's JT's best friend. They're such buddies. Uh, He's a computer whiz. He's not as popular as JT, uh, but he's basically absorbed into JT's friend group because they're friends. Gotcha. So next we're going to talk about internet pornography. So while everyone else is at the dance, Toby and JT are having a night on the internet. Oh, what you year see, did this episode come out? 2001. <laughs> I don't even remember about the internet in 2001. <laughs> oh, goodness. It, it was very slow. <laughs> so, JT's cousin, who gets mentioned every once in a while as just somebody who will, like, hook JT up with some stuff, like, a la- the, the end of the season... JT gets, like, some ecstasy from his cousin for a party. Ecstasy? Um, Yeah, ecstasy, you know, the classic designer drug. (laughs) You know, MDMA, Molly, X. Goodness. Yeah. Goodness gracious. That's an interesting episode. I originally had it in this, uh, in this PowerPoint, but then I just really had not much to say about it. (laughs) I understand. I understand. So JT's cousin gave him a list of porn URLs 
and they're gonna look at them. Oh my god. So they struggle with the internet connection for a lot of the night, and also with the, like, child lock password. But they eventually crack it, and they do get to look at some naked people. Good for them. (laughs) And then... (laughs) Whoa. Those are real. Real something. Actually, I'd say silicone. Or saline solution. Oh my god. Just imagine the most embarrassing possible moment of your life. Yo. Then multiply it by eternity. They made us look at porn sites with them, including sites with men, to teach us a lesson about objectifying women. They made you look at porn with them? Male and female? Not so loud, okay? Losers. <laughs> My yep. God. Just a I, weird little B plot. You know, I'm gonna insert a micro self rant of I don't. I just probably. I just don't know how I feel about like referring to a human being with like consciousness and identity mm-hmm. as like female. Oh yeah, male you know and what female. I mean? yeah. So I'm like, okay, but um, I do love that they're like. You don't get to ejectify women there, kids. We're going to look at everybody. Yeah. <laughs> As a family. Yeah, Toby's <laughs> parents really, really handled that well, I think. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I like that story. I think it's funny. Mm-hmm. That was wonderful. I'm so <laughs> glad I got to experience that. <laughs> so, let's talk about Emma. So, Emma, who we briefly saw at the end of the clip there, is the mm-hmm. daughter of Spike. Uh, she was born during Degrassi Junior High. We'll talk about Spike in a second. Um, okay. She's arguably the main character of seasons one through three. She is a, a stubborn, in-your-face activist um, to probably an obnoxious degree. I I find it endearing and funny, especially when she's just, like, objectively wrong. <laughs> like, she goes on this <laughs> this huge thing in an episode about GMOs. And and like the cafeteria serving food that that's been like, you know, that has vegetables and things that have been genetically modified. And mm-hmm. she's just completely incorrect in being so like staunchly against it, in my opinion. But anyway. Yeah, I I feel I remember I remember the GMO thing in mm-hmm. uh high school. I think it was high school. You know, there's, I think it depends on what you define as a GMO. Yeah. But uh, everything's kind of genetically modified, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Like <laughs> corn, bananas, those, mm-hmm. those are not good in their original forms. It's just so 2001, or maybe it was 2002, but I really love it. <laughs> I, I've, I'm excited to see it. Oh my goodness. <laughs> We're not going to be talking about it here, really. I just wanted to bring okay. that up. Hey, if you find if you happen to find a YouTube clip and you send it over, I'll 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 drink the juice. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, we're oh, what? okay. There we go. 
There we go. <laughs> so we're going to be talking about her mother, Christine Spike Nelson. Uh, she's nicknamed yeah. after her hair in junior high school and high school. Um, I I got this like 90s uh, <laughs> PowerPoint that I got a few slides on for when we're talking about Degrassi High and Degrassi Junior High. Um, mm-hmm. And for for these, it had like quotes. So I found random quotes from these characters <laughs> to talk about them. So I, I, I love it. When uh, Spike is asked about abortion in one episode, she says she just believes in minding her own business, which we stand absolute queen. Mind your damn business. So she became teen pregnant at 14, uh, giving birth to Emma in junior high. Damn. Yeah, 14. Cool. Um, she eventually drops out of school to become a hairstylist. Uh, and cool. she is a lot like Emma, where she's just absolutely stubborn, uh, but has a good heart. Uh, and I love we, to hear it. Yeah. And we should also talk about a teacher at Degrassi, um, who was originally a character in Degrassi Junior High and High, mm-hmm. uh, Archibald Snake Simpson. Snake uh, was originally in Degrassi Junior High, he is in all of Degrassi. All of it. He's been on the show for 40 years. I hope it's on. Is, can I, is he still alive? Yeah. Okay. Well, I hope that somebody does a very cool, like, honorific of some sort of Degrassi on his gravestone. I think that would be oh. very cool. <laughs> yeah. I think he's only like 50 or 60. Oh, okay. So he's still pretty young. Yeah. Um, so, you know, he was a student in Degrassi Junior High and Degrassi High. He became a teacher for Degrassi The Next Generation. He's like the computer lab teacher. Uh, and then he later becomes the principal of Degrassi. Um, he is the biggest nerd in the world. He's a sweetheart. He's bisexual, at least in the books. Um, like one book in particular like confirmed snake is bisexual canon yep canon canon <laughs> canon there's no reason there's nothing in the show that contradicts it so as far we as i some... can tell it's canon we love bisexuals here on the hyperfixation let's go <laughs> uh so he marries spike in grassy the next generation becoming emma's stepdad which is a whole plot line uh where emma's like very resentful towards him and she slowly warms up to him it's great snake rules uh we'll be seeing him in several of these clips i'm so excited so let's talk about a brief history of emma's parentage so the father of emma is shane mckay so Shane McKay is uh, was a character in Degrassi Junior High, and I think just Degrassi Junior High. Mm-hmm. Um, he sucked as a father. He, I mean, he was a teenager, a pretty young teenager at that. He tried to pay what little child support he was able to pay, but also sometimes he would pretend that he didn't have money some weeks because he wanted to like buy an album or concert tickets or something. You know, like being. 
teenage boy. Just sometimes you're going to be irresponsible. Yeah. So child. Yeah. So then there's this episode where he and a friend go to a concert and before the concert, they drop acid. Yes. Some would say that acid was the ecstasy of its day. So the next day, Shane doesn't come home that night. And the next day they find him under a bridge. He he either jumped off or he fell off and he got a traumatic uh, brain injury. Oh, I, I, I thought he was just chilling under the bridge. I didn't know that he, no, he had he, a, a, a fight with gravity towards the bridge. Yeah. Or away from the bridge. Oh, my goodness. There's, Is he okay? No, he no! he has brain damage. And he is what, the first of many characters in Degrassi history who will go into the hospital and never come out. No. Yeah. So Shane is gone from the show. And that's Goodbye, the last Dad. we hear from him for like 15 years. Wait, this was, you said 15 years. Mm-hmm. He comes back? In a sense. So oh <laughs> uh, there is a plot line at the beginning of season three where Emma starts to get really curious about her parentage. She knows Shane's name and she has like a very hazy memory of meeting him when she was like three. So she starts Googling around and uh, she finds him listed uh, in a group home. And she's like, hey, yo, oh, he must he must like be a doctor there. I don't know why he like never visits me or anything. Like, I feel pretty abandoned by this. Um, and her Uh-oh. her mother refuses to tell her anything. Um, mm-hmm. So she and. I think Craig comes along for this. We'll get to Craig. Um, but he doesn't matter for this plot line, really. Uh, they go to the group home and they ask for Shane McKay and they're brought to a room for a patient. Shane's traumatic brain injury made him unable to take care of himself and his parents have kept him in group homes since Degrassi Junior High. Is, is he on, is the, the show indicate that he was in good care at these group homes or was he like not, not, it was, it was it not good? Mm. I think he is in good care, but I think he is pretty lonely. I'm not Mm -hmm. sure if it's stated whether his parents actually visit him in these group homes. And I know that uh, Spike doesn't visit him and Emma doesn't visit him as a result. Let's meet Shane in what I really hope is the next clip. You have pretty blonde hair like Emma. Stop it. She's my daughter. But she doesn't love me. Why would you say that? She never comes to visit me. She doesn't care about me. Maybe she couldn't find you. Until now. I'm Emma. No, but Emma's just little. She... You're Emma. 
be sad. Everything's okay. Your daddy's here now. Daddy's here. I left that bit at the end to just show how jarring the intro is sometimes. <laughs> oh, yeah. There, have, have you seen that TikTok trend where it's like the the most upsetting, scary, and like terrible thing happening to the uh, the characters in a show ever, and then just like the really upbeat like <laughs> ending? Yeah, yeah, that, definitely uh, whiplash. But oh my goodness. <laughs> Degrassi um, Junior High did that a lot, where the ending song is like, dun, 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 and they would, some episodes would end really like dramatically, like one character's parents die at the end of an episode, and they don't play the song for a minute, and then they kick it in. <laughs> and then, of course, the school burning down, fade in the end song. <laughs> there should be two endings. <laughs> <laughs> there really should be in Degrassi <laughs> Next Generation. They do have two endings. Okay, they have a couple of for this endings. for this specific reason. Basically, yeah. Good. <laughs> they figured it out. Good. <laughs> um, no, that scene was was uh, very impactful. Um, mm -hmm. That was uh, that that got my feels. Even though I I haven't had that like in depth attachment to those characters from from the. The, the short period of time I've known they existed, I'm already like, oh no! Yeah, there's Which some really good acting in this show. Mm -hmm. I This, this storyline is very good. It's also very problematic for reasons we're about to get into. Um, I was waiting for it. So first of all, <laughs> Emma goes home and she's like, like, what are you doing to Shane? Like, why... Why is he here? Why isn't he like being taken care of? And she's like, his parents put him in put him in the home shortly after his his uh brain injury. And Emma's like, why didn't you stop them? Like that's that's horrible of you to let them do that. And she's like, I was sixteen, I I could do nothing. Yeah, and it it's really rough to watch. It's a great scene. Um. Uh, so then Shane shows up at their house. Uh, I forget how he gets there exactly. I think he just like leaves the group home one day and travels by bus there. I think maybe Emma left her address. For okay, like letters. Um, yeah, OK. So Shane shows up while uh, Spike is alone at home. And Spike is, like, nine months pregnant at this point with her and Snake's child. Um, and Shane shows up, and, like, he does not take anything well. He also starts getting violent. He starts, like, throwing things around the house and, you know, the usual thing where people with traumatic brain injuries are shown as being, like, violent and, like, prone to sudden outbursts and things. Yikes. Um, eventually, Emma comes home and uh, she calms him down and uh, helps her mother give birth because uh, that's... Of course, her water breaks, like, during this. Because it's Degrassi. It's Degrassi. It was in the script. It had to happen. Yeah. 
So, oh my goodness. Afterwards, uh, Emma and Shane are like sitting on the front porch, and uh, the a like car from the group home pulls up, and Elaine's like, "All right, come on, Shane, we gotta go back." And um, Emma promises to visit him sometimes, and then Wait. Shane is never seen or heard from ever again. So, I just want to backtrack for two seconds. Mm-hmm. So he, uh, 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 oh, so the he took a bus to get there but Something a lady like from that. the group home like figured out where he was to come pick him up and was like all right get in the car yeah i think probably either snake spike or emma called the group home and was like hey we've okay. got we've got shane here can you come pick him up okay. yeah okay because for a second i was like wait somebody from the group home was just chilling outside during this <laughs> whole event <laughs> they're um, just waiting in the car blasting some tunes <laughs> and Oh, there's there's cartoon scenes like that. I can't remember what off the top of my head where, you know, they're just like jamming in the car and then the whole like fight scenes going on in the background, like the <laughs> windshield or something. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Uh, so is this the only time we see Shane? Yep. This is the last time we ever see Shane. Or hear about Shane. On one hand, I'm glad that we got some closure on this. Yeah. I'm grateful I got anything out of this. Yeah. At least he doesn't like permanently go into the hospital and never come back. Like plenty of other characters. Like there's there's this girl in Degrassi High who gets cancer and her whole cancer storyline is basically day like relegated to B plot. And then she uh like we find out that she goes into remission and starts like traveling with her father to like celebrate life or whatever. Off screen, like like we hear about it from her friends. Okay. And we never get to see much of anything. I wonder if uh, something with the contract happened or something. I don't know. I think was... that it's... I don't know, really. Yeah. Sometimes they have to change the plot because something's going on with the actor, so... And you don't... The actor doesn't want the character to die or something like that. I don't know. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not sure what the deal was with LB, but... Or the writing room didn't know what to do with that afterwards. <laughs> I think that might be more of it. <laughs> or they just don't want to deal with the consequences of it. Like, ah, I don't know how to write this cancer plotline. Ah. Yeah. She's fine. She's fine. She's just trapped. Yeah. So both Shane and uh, LB, the, the girl who got cancer, um, they drop into what is called the Degrassi Black Hole. Uh, a lot of characters will drop into the black hole over the course of the series um, without ceremony most of the time. They'll just, like, stop being in the show. Yep, it just it just sort of happens. Spinner has a sister for a couple of seasons, and then we just kind of never see her again. I had to write down on my notepad the Degrassi black hole because <laughs> it gave me an idea. Okay. Um, wait, so Spinner did what? Uh, we'll get to Spinner in a minute, but he okay. had a sister in seasons like two through maybe three or four. And mm-hmm. then she just like is never seen or heard from ever again. Yep. Why? I I feel like I watch a lot of by proxy. This is <laughs> another shout out to Tony. Uh, Tony watches a lot of those YouTube videos that like hyper analyzes uh, like all the things I hate about the Flash CW. Um, (laughs) 
This one's fresh on the mind because I woke up really early in the morning and it gave me an anxiety attack, but not in the sense of like that the the video was bad. It was just very intense. Like my eyes open. It's just like, here's everything wrong with the writing room of the Flash CW. And I was so captivated because <laughs> the, the guy had it, did gravitas, you know, and I was like, OK, uh, the show sucks, I guess. But um, that was one of the things that he kept mentioning that it's like and you, you bring in this character and. You don't do anything with them and then they're just gone. And it's just like, what's going on with that? Yeah. I think it's more of a problem for like an ensemble show like Degrassi, whereas like Mm -hmm. you, you really want to, in theory, have stuff for everybody. But. um, You just don't. Yeah. So let's move on to uh, the juiciest plot line in the first three seasons of Degrassi. This is when. Mm -hmm. The show starts really moving from after school special into soap opera. So let's talk about Craig Manning. He's a troubled photographer and later musician because they decided to drop the photography and just have him be a musician because uh, Jake Epstein, the actor, can sing and, and play guitar. He's, he's very yeah. talented. Talented young man. Yeah, he has an abusive father and a dead mother. Uh, When his mother died, he was sent to go live with his abusive father, and he was cut off from his stepfather and half-sister that he, like, really cares for. Escapes his abusive father in his premiere episodes in season two, and goes to live with his stepfather, Joey Jeremiah, who is a character from uh, Degrassi Junior High and Degrassi High. We'll get to him in a moment. Okay. We also have Ashley Kerwin. Ashley Kerwin is a class president, straight-A student. One time she did ecstasy, lost all her friends, and became goth, as we all do. As we all do. As we all do. (laughs) I really love goth Ashley. I didn't even bother putting putting, uh, (laughs) a a picture of her from this season, because I just really love this look. It's so good. But She looks just almost exactly like my cousin. Uh, (laughs) My cousin was was uh of the correct age for this timeline and that that year of fashion and uh every time i saw my cousin she was an absolute hero and icon in my eyes i didn't Uh. even know what goth was or meant but i was like i need to look like a vampire like my cousin right now (laughs) (laughs) yes yeah so she goes into a huge downward spiral in season one nbd oh no um that's what the the whole ecstasy ecstasy thing was kind of a culmination of um, she's somebody who like really values her space and she was like very rapidly losing complete control over her whole life um, mm-hmm. in season one. It, it was a mess. Um, and her friends realized that she was kind of a drag at the time. So Ooh. anyway, she made new friends. Uh, good, 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 good. And she started dating Craig in season Three. Craig um, the Bear. Yeah. So Craig and Ashley, they started dating in season three. They're going strong. Craig. Also, this is the point where I have to talk about have to start talking about teenage sexual intercourse a lot. So <sighs> be prepared for that if you get weirded out by teenage sexuality, which you know it's a normal part of life, but whatever. Mm-hmm. Um so Craig. Wants to have sex with Ashley, but Ashley isn't comfortable with the fact that she loves him 
but he can't seem to say I love you back. And this most likely stems from, you know, intimacy issues from like his abusive father uh, and the fact that at the end of season two, his father actually dies. Uh, R.I.P. Mr. Manning, we hardly knew you. You shouldn't have driven so fast. I originally had that in this presentation, but I realized that I didn't have a lot to say on it. It was kind of depressing. <laughs> I I have the uh, the crying chopper. Can we get much higher? Playing <laughs> like in my head right now. <laughs> Sorry. So, Ashley throws a birthday party for Paige at her house and tells Craig to stay the night after. Mm. Oh. And Craig proceeds to brag about it to his friend Spinner. And uh, Ashley finds out (laughs) that he's been bragging about it to Spinner and gets really mad because as she should get very mad. Not cool. Mm -hmm. Uh, So Craig storms out. And now we get to talk about Manuela Santos. Manny is Emma's best friend. She's sort of like a hanger on. in season three, the start of season three, she decides that she doesn't want to be cute anymore. She's done with being cute. She wants to be hot. Ayo. And she gets a hot makeover and gets very confident in herself and has some of the most iconic moments in Degrassi history, which I will play for you right now. Absolutely. I, I don't think you are prepared for this. No, but I'm here for it. Oh! Hey yo! <laughs> Manny, I've been meaning to talk to you about your attire. It contravenes the code of conduct. But everybody wears crop tops. It's not about the crop top. I expect you to show up tomorrow in an outfit that does not reveal your undergarments. But lowriders are in. And, I... and I've had complaints, so no more visible underwear. Do you want to get suspended? What? I'm not breaking any rules. Manny, Mr. Radich said? He said no visible underwear. Do you see any underwear? No. That's but... right. Because I'm not wearing any. Yep. Absolutely iconic. Oh my god. I, uh... Of course, the the years and years of your shoulders are visible and you're out of code, <laughs> yeah. you know. But to, to get that far down the hallway with the whale tail just flying high, that is insanely. Uh, oh, uh, the confidence, the the. Oh my god! I have I... to say, Principal Radich, there, he kind of ha- handled it like an absolute pro. Yeah, I was I was waiting for like like you know the. The part of me, my high school self, was ready to to just lunge, and I was mm-hmm. like, "No, actually, that's that was pretty great way to, to address that." It was perfectly reasonable. <laughs> perfectly reasonable. <laughs> Her uh, response is that reasonable. I would say so. Absolutely, absolutely <laughs> sure. <laughs> so after this episode, boys want her. Girls are not as fond of her anymore. Her friend Emma is uh, not pleased with her. Emma and Manny have a lot of fights. Uh, <laughs> a lot of fights. I'm sure. Ooh. So, 
After Craig leaves the party, a challenger approaches. I note to self, me or Kingdom, please put the 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 the, the challenger approaches noise in here, please, <laughs> right now. Oh my god. So Manny follows Craig out of the party and goes home with him to comfort him. And they end up having sex. Oh my. So Craig and Ashley actually make up the following Monday. And Craig begins to date both Ashley and Manny at the same time. Mm-hmm. I, this has happened to me before. Not one, not one for one, but mm-hmm. I did have a guy who managed to date me and another girl. But the, I think the part about it that really got me was that we looked identical. <laughs> we looked exactly the same. Um, he has a type. <laughs> and after we figured it out, then she and I started talking to each other. <laughs> But, um, God. no, that's, that's wild. That's nutty. And here's the nuttier thing. Uh, I mentioned earlier, uh, Craig's like new adoptive father slash, uh, stepfather, Joey Jeremiah, who is mm-hmm. character on Degrassi Junior High and Degrassi High. Let's talk about Joey Jeremiah quickly. So he, uh, was a class clown goofball. Uh, he had rock star dreams. Um, he dated his like longtime sweetheart Caitlin Ryan. Uh, Caitlin and Joey are like a Degrassi OTP. I think old school Degrassi fans will go on about Caitlin and Joey forever. <laughs> so they dated until uh, the finale schools out, the TV movie finale I mentioned before, where uh, they say fuck. Fuck. Basically, this same thing happens where Joey wants to have sex with Caitlin and also he like proposes to her, uh, I think in an effort to have sex with her, but also because he genuinely does love her. Um, if you like it, then he should have put a ring on it. <laughs> exactly. Oh and my Caitlin goodness. does not like this. Uh, she says that getting engaged right out of high school is a bad idea, which it is. Um, yeah. And they uh, break up, more or less, or they're, like, teetering on breaking up. And that's when Tessa Campanelli moves in. So Tessa Campanelli is Joey's summer fling. She is not really an important character outside of School's Out. Uh, she, she dates boys. She has boy problems. It, it doesn't matter. But uh, she and Joey actually have a lot of chemistry. Their, like, romance over the summer is really cute. and That's so sweet. Yeah. So Tessa thinks that Joey and Caitlin are done, basically. And Caitlin, meanwhile, makes up with Joey. Oh, no. Joey is, da- Joey is dating two girls at the same time. History rhymes. Uh, so let's Whoa. go to some clips. First of all, Roma, pop quiz. How do you think this ends for Joey? Is it a pop quiz or is it a trick question? Because I feel like it, it's, it should end badly, but I would be absolutely uh, blown away. Or ecstatic if this becomes like a polyamory thing. Ooh. Well, that would be very nice. <laughs> let's find out. Let's recap the Jeremiah Summer, shall we? 
Joey Jeremiah spends his summer dating Caitlyn. Shut up. And fucking Tessa. Oh, wide ethics. Why are you here? Let's have a great big hand, shall we? Yeah. Big round of applause, hey? Yes, all right. Yikes. Oh, wait, is that the principal? Yeah, that's Snake. Oh, he's so tall. That's why he's called Snake. <laughs> oh, he's tall okay. and skinny. <laughs> Snake's got a that really tracks. weird sense of humor. <laughs> Tessa Campanelli? You were fucking Tessa Campanelli? Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah, so Joey loses both girls. As, as as he should, yeah. You know that I, I had a small hope that maybe polyamory had a win with a rock. You know, a rocky start. It should yeah. have started like that, but maybe everything ends well. No, there are a no. lot of characters in Grassy who are poly in their hearts, but that manifests in them cheating on every single partner they ever have, and it makes me sad. And I know that. Um, <sighs> Linda Schuyler, one of the creators, um, at, after Degrassi Next Class ended, she was talking about like stuff she had wanted to do in the future, and one of them is is like poly relationships. Um, which you know, I hope one day we get that. Um, that would be neat. It would be. So let's talk about Craig's crazy Christmas here. Uh, so Manny. Asks Craig to break up with Ashley as a Christmas gift to her. Because mm -hmm. Manny is aware that Craig and Ashley are still. So after some back and forth over a couple of days, Craig agrees. And then he doesn't, but tells Manny that he did. Mm hmm. Ayo. Oh, quick, real quick. Is mm -hmm. the screen supposed to be black? Yes. I, okay, I okay, forgot okay. to make a slide for this. No worries. Okay. I was just making sure. Yeah. <laughs> so. He buys Manny a bracelet for Christmas. Uh, and when he's hanging out with Ashley one night, she goes snooping through his backpack. So. That's a pretty bracelet. Ashley assumes that this bracelet and the, like, sweater, I believe, as well, are mm -hmm. for her. And then later on... Where'd you get it? Oh. Just a guy. You know, a guy I've been dating a while. Really? Who? Just a guy. Was it Craig? Oh. Ashley, I'm sorry. He didn't want me to say anything. Cause he knew you'd be upset about him moving on so quickly. <sighs> moving on, we're still together. Anyway, Craig loses both girls. As well, he should. <laughs> so is this 
the third time this has happened or the second time? Like second in terms time. of Degrassi, the second time? I'm yeah. gonna make a I'm gonna make a tally. The the two timer tally. <laughs> two timer tally. See if it happens again. <laughs> yeah. Also, I forgot to make uh slides for this part too. My apologies. But no worries. Um, so a few episodes later, um Manny's been getting sick a lot lately. And actually, she hasn't had her period for when a bit. We <gasps> did you use a condom? Oh no! What? Oh no! I'm, I'm sorry. I just. I... Um, Manny. <laughs> you said it was okay, and uh, oh. I thought that meant you know. You were on the pill. It was my first time. I meant that it was okay. Manny. Manny, is something wrong? No. It's not. It can't be. Well, which is it? Nothing's wrong or nothing can be wrong? Because you're not making any sense. Nothing's, nothing's wrong. Okay. Well, uh, see you. My man's about to throw up. (laughs) Oh my god. Oh my god. I need to make sure what clip is next okay um all right oh you 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 go uh, yeah so this is my communication during sex is key so (gasps) manny is pregnant so manny actually finds a safe adult to talk to uh confides in emma's mom spike that she's pregnant because spike can definitely relate to being pregnant at 14 and she comforts manny and walks her through her options and through telling her mother and so initially manny's like i guess i'll keep the baby because uh her friend emma despite like all of her other activism stuff is like so staunchly anti-abortion because like she's like what if i was aborted i was an accidental pregnancy (laughs) but roma what if jesus was aborted my cat's here and just fine i don't know (laughs) Sorry, that's my favorite joke to make. Sorry, I don't know. Different timeline, I guess. Yep. So, uh, after babysitting Emma's half brother, Manny realizes that she cannot go through with this pregnancy, and she decides to have an abortion. Craig does not take it well. Um, Okay. So (laughs) there was. Uh, an abortion episode of Degrassi High. It was actually the season two opener. Um, And when that aired on PBS in the United States, PBS cut the ending of the abortion episode. Um, They they cut some parts with uh, protesters outside of the abortion clinic. Um, And these episodes, uh, the two episodes here, the end the distributor for Degrassi in America at the time 
cut these episodes entirely for multiple years. These were considered like, like, you know, these episodes just would not air in the U.S. Like, because... Too I, controversial. I'm curious, just because of the controversy? Mm-hmm. Yep. So producers okay. uh, Linda Schuyler and Kit Hood were not pleased about either one of those. Uh, Hood said of the Degrassi High censorship, quote, it gives an American ending, happy, safe, but incomplete. So this I just wanted to mention that. <sighs> anyway, let's move on. Let's talk about another character. We're going to talk about Sean Cameron. So Sean he looks like hmm. I'm sorry, he looks like a 3D animated character in this picture. So I was like, <laughs> is there a in game? What way? Degrassi the game? Just he, you know, like how the new Star Wars game, how they look really realistic, but they still look like animated. <laughs> he's got that energy, but it's also because he's on my screen like this big right That's now. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> so Sean is a troubled foster kid. He has a good heart, but also a lot of anger issues. Um, he transferred schools to Degrassi uh, from Wasaya Beach, which I don't know where that is in Canada. Um, because he got into a fight with a, a boy at his old school and beat him in the head so hard that he deafened him. What? Yeah. So why? Yeah. So he was moved to uh, Toronto to live with his brother. Um, he's been held back a year because he switched in the middle of a year. Um, mm. And he's been trying really hard to keep things under control. Uh, in season one, he enters a really cute relationship with Emma, uh, oh. but they break up after Sean shoves her because Emma is trying to break up a fight between him and Jimmy, uh, who we'll get to. Um, and it was just sort of like a an accident, mostly. But Emma immediately is like, all right, goodbye. Peace. Which should for her. Yeah. And Jay Hogart. Jay Hogart is Degrassi's bad boy. He has never had a good idea in his entire life. He is a bad influence to everyone. Uh, and I love to hate him. He's a great character. His little backwards hat. The backwards He's such hat. He's a bad boy. Oh. <laughs> He's going He's gonna to say, no, mom. I'm going to swear on my Xbox Live. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so... Let's talk about Sean Slim Shady Cameron, starring in in twelve point eight seven four eight kilometer. What? It, that's that's eight miles in kilometers. What? Uh, yeah. So Sean goes through a bad boy phase in season three, where he starts dressing like Eminem. Okay, so like the short version of this storyline is that Sean sort of falls in with Jay's friend group, which leads him to start stealing. And it's the most infuriating thing to watch as Sean just, like, implodes a very nice life for himself. He just, like, throws it away for no reason. Um, he basically calms down uh, most of the way through the season because his brother, who he lives with, is moving. And Sean decides to emancipate himself rather than move again and repeat yet another grade. Degrassi loves an, an emancipated minor. 
I okay. I I actually am very curious on the background logistics of him mm-hmm. emancipating himself and staying behind. Mm-hmm. Like, does he like in the sense of like, does he have to get a job and work while he's in high school and pay rent and pay the water bill and get renters insurance? Like, or does he end so, up living with a friend? He lives by himself. Um, I believe how it's explained in the show. I don't know how true it is. But um, Canada has some sort of, like, system for, like, emancipated teens. Oh, where they're like provide Canada. Yeah, they provide housing, and as long as they, like, have an adult sponsor, and um, they, like, keep their grades up and things, and, like, aren't acting like delinquents. Okay. Um... And so he has a teacher who helps him emancipate himself, like, as his adult sponsor. And uh, in exchange for being his sponsor, he says that he'll only help him if Sean cleans up his act. Because he really likes Sean, but Sean is acting like a shithead. Also, I I made this poster. Uh, It's it's a Photoshop of Eminem's 8 Mile poster, but with Sean Cameron's head on it. You did a fantastic job. As Thank I'm you. looking back at what the two my I also changed the uh, the starring names here: Sean Cameron, M- Emma Nelson, Jay Hogarth. Please ignore the H. There, there definitely is no H that I wrote there. Uh, no H. Oh, that's wonderful. <laughs> Thank you. I'm very proud of it. Um, oh my goodness. The important thing to take away from this storyline, the reason that I include it in general, besides wanting to show off my Photoshop job is um, that Jay is a corrupting influence. So remember, Jay, bad boy. Uh, Oh, I made a slide for for this section, but forgot to use it. The the fabulous emancipation of one Sean Cameron. I keep hearing Sean Connor. (laughs) The fabulous emancipation of Sean Connery. (laughs) Um, So next, we have James Jimmy Brooks. It's Drake. (sighs) He's a star basketball player for the Degrassi High team. He's the son of like two doctors or two lawyers or something. His parents are rich and like kind of neglect him. They don't have a lot of time or attention to give him. Uh, He dated Ashley a couple of times in seasons one and three. Mm -hmm. Uh, But they did not last. They've had an on again, off again relationship for like the first six seasons. Uh, before Ashley leaves the show. And then we have Gavin Spinner Mason, who I've mentioned a couple of times now. He is mm-hmm. a himbo ADHD king, like canonically I ADHD. I love him. Uh, which I love is, him. I believe, where the nickname Spinner comes from, like like hyperactive. In, in my brain, I'm like, nowadays it would be for fidget spinner. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. So he's initially like a bully character to the the younger class characters, uh, JT, Toby, that that group. Um, but he like softens up over the first couple of seasons. He's a sweetheart. Um, he is best friends with Jimmy until season two when he like steals Jimmy's iPod and sells it um, for reasons I don't really remember. Um, they eventually make up again towards the end of season three and. Uh, during this time here that we're talking about, they are currently friends again. And now we're going to talk about Rick Murray. So Rick Murray is a uh, 
minor supporting character for a few episodes. He is uh, shy, but with a nerdy bend. He is actually Terry's secret admirer. He does this whole thing where he like sends her letters and roses and things for a little bit. And then they mm-hmm. start dating. And he immediately gets violent with her. You know, I was, I, I literally like, looked at the picture. I'm like, he's got the aesthetic I love to see in like mm-hmm. my dreamy boy, like secret admirer. He's nerdy. He's a little shy. I'm like, okay, okay. Checkbox, checkbox. And then violence. And I'm like, ah, oh, Ah, yeah. Damn it. <laughs> Rick should have gone to therapy. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I highly recommend it. <laughs> so Terry breaks up with Rick during the episode where he gets violent with her. Uh, Good for her. But then later on, uh, he promises that he's changed and they get back together. Uh, later in the season, like 10 episodes later or something, uh, Terry's friends don't buy it and they already don't really like Rick. The friend group takes uh this takes this trip to like the beach some kind of like secluded beach spot near the woods and then rick and Paige get into a fight uh on this trip and rick storms off into the woods and terry follows and Mm -hmm. then they get they get into a fight and here is where i get you a clip come back we'll ignore Paige. No, no, let's walk. It's really far. <laughs> she called me a psycho. That's just Paige being Paige. That makes it okay? <laughs> My feelings mean nothing to you? Oh. Rick. You don't dare choose Paige over me again. Don't you dare. I'm going back. Okay? <laughs> can't leave, do you understand? Rick, you're hurting me. You're not going, you're not, you're not, you're not! <gasps> yep. She doesn't go into the Degrassi black hole, right? So here's the thing. (laughs) Uh, Terry goes into a coma. Um, Oh, no. After Rick rocks her world. Uh, Thank you. Thank you. The (laughs) aftermath of this is that Rick transfers schools. Uh, Terry goes into a coma, but does eventually recover fully. No, no traumatic brain injury or anything. Uh, and then she switches schools and leaves the show and is never seen again. And the suddenness of this was genuinely traumatic to Terry's actress. Like, all of a sudden, she was just completely dropped from the show. Why? Why? No reason. Her actress uh, eventually focused on modeling full-time. Hey, I make the bread. Make mm-hmm. the bread. She Shake and uh, another actress from the show... Um, do like YouTube videos together. They're they're just like nice. friends in real life and they they hang out a lot. They did a couple of videos where they talked about their experience with Degrassi, which is where she mentions like that this whole thing was like traumatic for her. Yeah. Yeah, that the the acting in that scene was very good. It definitely full sent me. Oh um, yeah. And I can imagine like, you know, sometimes acting can can 
feel really real. And then on top of that, to just start getting that that exit out of the show entirely of like, wait, hold what hold on, what? Like, no, I yeah. can I can imagine that being absolutely terrible. Exactly. Oh yeah. Um shout out to to Ephraim Ellis, the actor who plays Rick. He is such a good actor and does such a good job with Rick. Mm-hmm. Uh absolutely. Anyway, enough of that. Let's have a pool party. Hey. Uh, so hot tub party time. All the kids are hanging out. They're goofing around a little bit. Uh, kids and then, being kids. Yeah, kids, kids being kids. And then. And now, diving for Canada in the sexy red trunks, James Tiberius York. <laughs> Look, it's a stack of dimes. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That's so rude. that's traumatic. Uh so Roma, I'm gonna tell you something and then I'm going to immediately move on from it. Uh but okay. believe believe it or not, this pantsing will cascade into JT getting stabbed to death in two years. So, anyway, uh, oh JT uh, also happens to sneak a peek at Craig, um, Manny's last boyfriend, in the locker room. Uh, hang on, I have a clip. Was that what I thought it was? Maybe. Craig, mano a mano, Manny is my girlfriend. Okay. And I need you to respect that. I do. Whatever. It's just that, you know, sometimes you hang down and it's, I mean, around. Sometimes you hang around and it's it's just not. What are you looking at? What are you talking about? What do you mean, what am I talking about? You were, you were checking no, no, no. out my. No, I wasn't. It's, that's not. What? No, no, I, I wasn't. It's, it's, it's a lie. That's a whole. Axel. Maybe lie. Move, but. <laughs> It's a Excellent. lot. <laughs> Uh-oh. So I'm going to make a, uh, this is a joke, but it's it's uh, more so of a, uh, yeah, I'm going to say the joke and then, and then there's an understanding. Uh, mm-hmm. So this is what happens when you expose your children to gay porn. <laughs> <laughs> <I know. laughs> And now he's a bisexual. <laughs> <laughs> so this this incident makes him feel worse because he's actually currently dating Manny. Um, mm-hmm. And now he feels like really insecure about his penis size. So mm-hmm. he confers with his friends, Danny and Toby, who really caused this, I must note. Mm-hmm. Um, and they uh, get him a penis pump. And uh, I must show a clip. How do they acquire that? They're children. Uh, the internet. Oh, that's that's. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Manny is currently over, and uh, she stepped out to use the bathroom. You can do this. <clears throat> I. Oh, I can explain. 
Yeah. What? Yeah. Um. Uh. It's a very embarrassing day for JT. Uh, I've just thought this screenshot from Austin Powers was appropriate. It is no. It is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I I will say that I will admit that I don't entirely understand how those pumps work. Um, and also I'm questioning if is that is that something you're supposed to use right beforehand, or is that something you're supposed to use regularly to like? I don't know how it works. I, so I'm just. I think the idea is right beforehand. I think the idea is. I'm not even gonna pretend I know yeah, what the idea is. I have no idea. <laughs> Someone's gonna come in the Discord and be like, "This is how it works." And I'm like, "Stop!" <laughs> <laughs> Please do not inform me how the penis pump works. <laughs> it's gonna be my lifelong mystery. <laughs> Take so, it to my deathbed. <laughs> so Manny breaks up with him after that, uh, not because of the size of his penis, but because of the size of his immaturity. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so I know I already did one Eminem reference, but guess who's back? Uh, back again. Ricky's back. Don't tell Terry. <laughs> well, <laughs> luckily you don't have to tell Terry because Terry's gone from the show at this point. Wait, why did they keep? T- why did they keep Rick around? <laughs> so they brought Rick back uh, for for. They brought him back. He's an interesting character to to explore here. So True. Rick comes back to Degrassi. <laughs> At his own insistence, because despite moving around a lot, his family moves around a lot, um, mm-hmm. it's the only school that he's ever felt like he's belonged in. What happened at the other schools? Mm-hmm. I guess he was probably mm-hmm. bullied a lot because he's a big nerd ah. with anger issues. He was probably called a psycho a lot, you know. True. So no one is happy about this. Nope. Um, Emma and Paige start an anti-violence task force which is basically the make rick know that he's unwelcome gang the unwelcome committee (laughs) yeah (laughs) uh rick gets pretty mercilessly tormented despite the fact that he's apparently done a lot of anger management work and is like really genuinely trying to make amends oh no um and just one second i no, I appreciate okay. self-growth. I love self-growth. I, people can change and can improve and not be, like, problematic or bigoted, you know, after some effort. But, like, oh, no. Yeah, exactly. Um, so Emma ev- eventually takes mercy on Rick and tries to be, like, friendly with him, seeing that <laughs> he is really trying. And <laughs> Toby uh, recently kind of broke up with JT uh, and he befriends Rick as another fellow outcast because in breaking up with JT, he's kind of lost a lot of his friends because, you know, that friend group is mostly JT's friend group. So okay. so uh, for the next few episodes, there's some like light C plots <laughs> involving Rick and Toby. They're kind of fun together in like a really strained way. So then Rick uh, joins the Trivia Bowl team. So Degrassi is in a trivia contest against another school. Um, The team includes Rick, Emma, uh, and eventually Jimmy, who gets roped into it by uh, Snake, um, Mm -hmm. who is running the trivia bowl team. And Jimmy does not like Rick, but in training for the event, he grows to like him a bit bit, and even gets friendly with him. Nice. 
So meanwhile, Rick has decided he wants like a little revenge against some of his tormentors. So he spray paints like a big X on Spinner and Jay's cars after they throw him into a dumpster one day. And Spinner and Jay decide to team up to get him back for this. Um, so Spinner was dating Paige for a while, but they've they've like just broken up. And he actually has like an amazing new haircut at this point, which I genuinely love. Hang on. I'm Hold actually it. literally, woo, hang on. Literally going to uh Nazi spinner season four haircut. I love this look. Oh like, my goodness. Oh, uh, where'd it go? Well, so this is our himbo? Our himbo yeah, this, gets is, a this new is look? our ADHD himbo. Um it's the smallest photo in the okay, entire cool, world. Cool. But we'll see it in a clip coming up. He's got like the half shaved head with the with the kind of like undercut on the other side as well. Serving. It's such oh a look. Uh, ADHD king. Absolutely serving. Spinner is in a place where he is like very susceptible to bad ideas. You know, like every idea that Jay's ever had in his entire life. Okay, mm-hmm. so the plan to get back at Rick for spray painting their cars. Jay, Spinner, and Jay's girlfriend, Alex, no relation, set up a prank at the Trivia Bowl. So Alex is the school co-president and has access to an area of the school above the stage. The Trivia Bowl gets down to the wire. A lightning round answered by Ick, by, by the Rick, not Ick, answered by Rick is the deciding factor between victory and defeat. Let's go to the clip. Oh, no. A Confederation bridge links Prince Edward Island with what Canadian province? New Brunswick. A minimum of how many games does it take to win a set in tennis? Seven. What was the original home video game console introduced in 1972? Magnavox Odyssey. Sauron reigns over what territory? Mordor. Who spent 27 years in prison before being elected president of South Africa? Nelson Mandela. In what Robert Gold play does Sir Thomas More face a moral dilemma? A man for all seasons. Time! That's it! 50 points! The grassy wins! Hey, yeah. By the way, Roma, have you ever seen Carrie 1976? No. This will be fresh for you, then. So it's yellow paint, actually. It really does look like cheese, though. Yeah. My baby boy. So, actually, we're going to stay on the clips for a moment. Oh, no. Um, oops. Okay. I know what was going on there. Um, so, Rick leaves the stage humiliated at a point where he thought things were like finally turning around for him. Emma catches up to him in the hallway as he's trying to leave. She tries to convince him to stay like, 
like just stay whoever did this is going to get what's coming to them and like you know this is like what they want they want you to feel humiliated they want you to leave like she's trying to comfort him and he tries to kiss her and she absolutely freaks out she's like i just felt sorry for you you fucking freak she doesn't say fuck but so Rick goes home. Oop, I almost panned away from the clip again. So here's where I trigger warn school shootings, but I would I would like to specify that I'm not trigger warning for mass shootings. Because I feel there is a significant difference. You okay, Roma? Yeah, it's the uh I understand this show is based mm-hmm. in and produced in Canada, but uh you and mm-hmm. I as people who exist in the United States, uh I didn't even have to know. I saw a cabinet and I just already knew. I was like, don't, don't, don't. Oh my God. And then of course I realized I'm like, oh no, it's a Canadian show. Is this not insinuating a shooting? Is this insinuating mm-hmm. like uh, unaliving the self? And so I was like, oh no, am I misunderstanding the media based on my experience of where I live and then I went no, here's the I thing though correctly. you were thinking exactly oh. along the lines that I think that you were supposed to be thinking this is 2004 so this is like five years post Columbine and I believe pre like yeah. Virginia Tech this isn't like this is before the huge boom of oh school goodness. shootings um so uh-huh. Remember what I said before about uh, history and Degrassi rhyming? We're going to talk about another sad outcast boy with glasses, uh, Claude Tanner. So Claude, uh, Claude dated Caitlin Ryan for a little while during a, a time where she and Joey weren't together. And after he and Caitlin broke up, he went into a really deep depression. Yeah. And we go back to a clip. I like the look. The drip is I, I mean, out the of control. I'm seeing for is, is very deep and very intense. The where? What is it? Is it juicy fruit? <laughs> it tastes the flavor out so. of control or whatever. What has this place ever done for me? You're gonna get in trouble. Oh, the drip! No, oh I lord. Yeah. 
First of all, I have to say uh, the that scene is absolutely haunting. The the clicking of his shoes on the yeah. tile is a lot. Um, the I you know, and I'm sitting there. I'm like, why? I know I haven't seen the whole episode. I'm like, Scott, <laughs> why is he dripping so hard? He's gonna slip. That's what he so, wears like just, every day, it's all over the place. And then it's like, oh. Oh, so it's not he didn't wear that as a special uh, special occasion, air quotes. That's but, just how he um, looks. That's just how he looks. Oh, well, yeah. It, shit, <laughs> I need to change up my whole game. I yeah, so Claude ends up taking his own life on school property. Um, R.I.P. to a real one. Uh, so. Oh. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, my God. Sorry. Um, and oh, Snake actually shit. finds his body and is deeply shaken by this for months. And actually, that moment will affect Snake for uh-huh. like years to come. Um, so I think that two simultaneous thoughts are supposed to occur to you if you are a longtime Degrassi fan when Rick gets out a gun of his own after a public humiliation. One, the creators are making a strong parallel to Claude. History often rhymes, Rick intends to take his own life. The other thought is that it's no longer 1991, and there is a vastly different thought that people have when a student gets a gun. So, back to the action. Rick comes back to school, still covered in paint and feathers, clutching his backpack. Toby tries talking to him, telling him to just stay at home. Things will blow over. Let me just make sure that I don't have a clip for this. Okay, I don't. Um, And Rick says, today he actually wants to be at school. Which somebody, uh, I watched this Uh YouTube essayist who's been doing like a whole series retrospective on Degrassi. She pointed out, that Toby doesn't seem to realize that Rick has already been home, which is really scary in itself. Like you just like sat somewhere on a bench for a while yeah. and then like emerged or something like so that. So oh Rick goes and finds Paige in the cafeteria. So in his mind, I believe Rick sees Paige as like patient zero for people hating him. Oh no. Look, I know we're not exactly best friends. But I wanted to say that I I thought the whole paint and feathers job was sickening. It was really childish. I'm, I'm sorry for hurting Terry. So, first of all, Paige MVP accidentally averting a huge crisis, perhaps? 
Um, this seems to like really calm Rick mm-hmm. down. Um, because I to take notes from that uh that YouTuber I mentioned before again, I think that in that moment he realizes like the last time he let his anger get the better of him, like it basically caused all of this by putting Terry into a coma, right? Um, Mm -hmm. And this seems to, like, ground him and calm him down. He goes to his locker and he puts his backpack in it. And then he goes into the bathroom to clean himself up. And then Jay and Spinner come into the bathroom laughing about the prank. Hey, Jay, listen... Raditz knows, man. About Jimmy? Yeah, I'm surprised nobody's figured it out yet. Dude. Jimmy set the whole thing up perfectly. The way he got all those easy sports questions wrong. Yeah, and made sure uh, Psycho Boy was all alone in the final round. Never would have happened without a man on the inside. Mm. So, part of the reason that Spinner goes along with that is between Rick leaving and coming back, Jimmy and Spinner had a fight about what happened to Rick. Uh, because Jimmy notes that Spinner did this prank and tells Spinner to do something about it to make it right before he does. So then Spinner does this. Jay and Spinner do this. I set the whole thing up. Mm-hmm. Rick, come on. I defended you. And then this happens. Is that real? Wait. Oh. You pretended to be. You made me do this. <laughs> Hold a glock, Andre. So, yeah, Jimmy, Jimmy has been shot. Oh, my. I, I was told to make drinks, Mm -hmm. Drake jokes today. (laughs) Sorry, Tony, that's not happening right now. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. Let me know if you need a break at any point here. No, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm okay. I'm just more like. The um, oh, I, I it's greatly appreciated. Mm-hmm. Just like wow, um, I will admit at this point that I have never had high mm-hmm. expectations for Degrassi. Given again, I've never seen it. I never really had people in my life who mm-hmm. like were super into Degrassi. We were all very much like, <laughs> oh my god, Naruto, Tokyo, Mew Mew. Like we were very much anime kids. So. To thou in our the year of our Lord twenty twenty three, come and see the 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 plot lines, the acting, like the, the 
it's Your good, right? This is just nuts. This is and it's it's good. I'm I'm compelled. Yeah. Like, oh my I mean, I'm stressed out, but in like the way that it, I'm supposed to be stressed yeah. out, I'm assuming. Oh my god. So Rick <gasps> roams the halls looking for another person who has Does done him go- wrong. Rick. What no! are you doing? Mm-hmm. Go lay down. Stop you flirted with me. <laughs> I thought you liked me, but that was something else. Put the gun down, okay? Anything else is just gonna make your life worse. Can't get any worse. Believe me, you can. I know. We'll figure it all out, okay? Figure this all out. It's too late. Wait, okay. Was that an added additional two? Oh no! Please don't. Please don't do it. Oh my god. So, what were you about to say? Was it added an additional to what? <laughs> the grassy black hole. <laughs> and then they so, Jimmy's yeah, in the have, hospital. It's another one. He is alive. But he is unable to walk. Okay. And he actually spends the rest of his time on the no. show in a wheelchair. Oh. Yeah. Drake's rap friends actually made fun of him for playing a character in a wheelchair. And uh, he he talked about that with one of the producers, and the producer was like, tell him you're in a wheelchair because you got shot. That's that's pretty hardcore. Exactly. She got shot and lived, yeah. Wait a minute. So hold on. Yes, Jimmy is Drake. So Jimmy is Drake, right? So what? Wait a minute. So I don't know why, why does they it made look this like memorial. Jimmy's dead. <laughs> it's it's really uh, it does really look like he's dead. Also, you can't see it, but at the bottom it says "why" yeah, no. with two question marks, which always makes me laugh. <sighs> what a time to be alive! And so. 2005, I believe. Was this... Oh, God. Yeah. So oh, Sean man. is minorly <gasps> injured. Rick is dead. Uh, Emma is shaken. And notably, Snake is also shaken. Yeah. Going back to his last experience with a gun in his school. I forgot. Mm-hmm. He's been here for the entire continuity. Yeah. Oh, my man. They all need therapy. I got a good therapist. I have a good, I have a phone number for them. Oh my goodness. Spinner is racked with guilt about pointing Rick towards Jimmy, despite not knowing that he had a gun. He eventually breaks down and tells both Jimmy and the new principal and is promptly expelled. And his entire friend group stops talking to him. 
Wait, can you run that by Yeah, me his entire friend group stops talking to him. He gets expelled after he confesses to like being involved in the prank and pointing Rick towards Jimmy. Mm-hmm. Hey yo. I mean like Hey yo. There's so so much. Yeah. So much and, is happening. Yeah. So worried about my children. Yeah. <laughs> that uh that gif of the woman with the puppies and it's like I can't help them. <laughs> uh, and let's talk about nuance real quick and the narrative of the bullied school shooter so I know what people are probably thinking you know did Degrassi really just do the school shooter was so bullied ooh yes and no so like yeah Rick was bullied but let's remember that he was bullied for putting his girlfriend into a coma um Additionally, it kind of ties into the fact that we already know that Rick has ten- violent tendencies when he gets angry. It's not perfect, but there is a lot of nuance to it. Yeah. And I, from the sounds of it, this was not like, you know, overnight either. This has been yep. a buildup of sorts over time. Would you say in your experience of, of watching this, I'm assuming in in real time. Uh, did it feel romanticized at all? No, this episode is okay. terrifying. To be honest, yeah, okay. It's only gotten more terrifying with time, but it's mm-hmm. it's a lot. Oof. So the aftermath here um, is that Sean actually goes home. Um, Sean sees his estranged mother interviewed on the news, crying about how she's like relieved that he wasn't hurt. And Sean takes all of his friends out to Wasega Beach to tell her off, being like, you don't actually give a shit about me. His parents are, like, recovering alcoholics and were abusive to him. And they eventually make amends, and Sean decides to try living with them again for a little while. Um... It's very sudden, to be honest. I wish there was yeah. a little bit more work done. This episode kind of sucks, even though I really like some moments in it. Um, and we also have to talk about Ellie Nash with this. Um, so Ellie Nash is a cute little golf journalist who can never and will never catch a break in her entire life. So her... She ends up dating Sean for a little while before this and moves in with him after he's emancipated uh, because her mother's an alcoholic. And uh, one night she like passed out at the kitchen table, I guess, while the stove was on or something and like burned down their house at like the rock bottom of her alcoholism. Uh, Also, her dad's in the army. He's in Afghanistan or something. And whatever we were doing in 2004 in Canada was, I guess, helping. Um, and so after, um, after this, so Sean just, just leaves and leaves Ellie too. So Ellie is just in this apartment by herself and she has no way to pay rent really. Um, eventually she gets some rent money by like gambling and I think hustling with, uh, with uh alex um by the way alex faces no consequences ever for her part in in the prank it's never even mentioned again (laughs) alex was the one that was that like 
partially reconciled, right? No. No. She has she has no reconciliation with, with Rick or any of the group. Nobody ever seems to to know or hear about this apart from Spinner and Jay. She was the the student council person who like had access to above the stage and set <gasps> up the paint and feathers. That has to be a plot hole. Like that It basically is a plot hole. I think that you got John Cena. Yeah, I think that the writers are just kind of hoping we forget about it. Which, yeah, after a certain point, I'm willing to forget about it. Um, because they change her character so much after this, in a sense. Um, she starts oh. dating Paige in a whole like <sighs> bisexual storyline that I absolutely love. Uh, and then she she like becomes a stripper for a couple of episodes and that's when she and Paige break up it's kind of stupid she becomes a stripper because she needs she needs the extra money to she's 18 at this point she needs the extra okay. money um you, you, to like support her and her mom <laughs> yeah <Okay. laughs> sorry i forgot <laughs> um this child yeah oh my goodness but anyway so ellie uh eventually has to move back in with her mother um, they really do a number on Ellie's character. But I'll get to that at the end. Um, anyway, let's go down to the ravine. Ooh. So, Jay Hogart, expelled from high school for his involvement in the, uh, in the prank, and still being a bad influence, starts getting interested in Emma, who is still, like, numb from the school shooting and looking for any kind of thrill or connection after Sean has moved away as well. And mm-hmm. she eventually goes on an excursion with him down to the ravine, a sort of hangout spot for like bad kids. It's a lot of drinking, a lot of drugs, you know, and he brings her to his van and they make out a little bit. Getting a clip. for hooking up. What? You know how blowjobs are, don't you? Hey, every player gets a prize. So, yeah, um... I'm glad she got out of there. Yeah, believe it or not, that is the first time that word was said on uh, Canadian television. Two for two. Two Let's for two. Go, go to grassy. Blowjob. Get fuck and blowjob. Fuck. Suck and fuck. <laughs> <laughs> um. They did it. They succeeded. Yeah. So let's talk about the sex uh... bracelets. So Emma continues wearing the bracelet that Jay gave her and finds that this girl that she's been having trouble with, this girl has kind of been bullying her, who also has several bracelets. You can actually see her bracelets in the background here. This Ooh. girl starts treating her differently when she notices Emma's bracelet. Um, Emma is like really excited about this and she mentions it to Jay, who lets her know that everyone else, the couple of other girls who have bracelets in school, actually earned their bracelets. And she decides to earn hers. Oh? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it, did she, it was 
was this a decision in like in like good 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 faith and good conscience or is this like a like a she's not like coerced or anything okay jay is like you know like everyone else actually earned yours you got yours for free and she like comes back and she's like i actually want to earn mine okay which kind of you know she's cool boss it's your it's your bracelet Mm -hmm. so anyway uh it turns out there's gonorrhea outbreak at degrassi i wonder wonder and you know emma's throat's been feeling weird the past couple of days i wonder why so yeah jay gave several (laughs) girls gonorrhea (laughs) i've heard this story at my own high school a few times I should mention that Alex and Jay are still dating at this point, and this is how Alex finds out that Jay has been cheating on her. And we get two timer tally number three. <laughs> and we get this. I guess a several timer. Several timer, yeah. Let's say like four timer. Um, Does that get a second tally? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure. That's up to you. Uh, yeah. So we get this amazing scene. Lexi, it was nothing, come on. Lexi is late for her scene. You want to see JT? Hey, best friend Amy, let's give JT a scene. <gasps> oh! Tell me about the ravine, Amy. About how you went down on my boyfriend, Amy. And the bracelets you got for it? I didn't sleep with him. By whose definition? Come outside, Alex. Don't touch me. Don't talk to me. I'll deck your smug face, too. You should have ducked him first. Yeah. I also gotta what? say, in doing this, pro- doing making these clips, I realized how many Degrassi scenes end with characters being like, just, just kind of like dramatically staring off into the distance. And you know, it's it, uh, my brain went to the onset energy of it, of like they've done the scene and then the pause and cut. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, Good. So Emma eventually confesses to her parents how numb she's felt after the shooting. Uh, and she also says that she probably needs to get tested. And oh boy, if you could see the look on Snake's face. Wait, I can show you. Oh boy. I just need to go to the health unit tomorrow. Um, there's... Something going around the school right now, but it's a it's a very specific group. And then if you're worried, there's a good chance you don't have to be. I have to be. Emma. Yeah, so Snake uh not not pleased. Eh, you know, <laughs> that's a He's, I don't know what happens after this moment ends, but he's handling it. It's uh, like the end of the well episode. Enough. <laughs> okay, seems like he's handling it fine enough. Yeah, this face really gets this situation. me, though. Like, mm. <laughs> was, oh. yeah. yeah. And now we're going to talk about a character and a plot that I'm going to go over briefly because I feel I have to talk about this. The grossest storyline in early Next Generation. Mr. Oleander. There's a new student teacher at school, Mr. Oleander, and Paige has a crush on him. He refutes her, 
because of course he does. Of course he should. And Paige persists. And they start dating. They start dating. No! Mm-hmm. Where's your mother? And, you What's know, going on? who could have seen this, this coming? But their relationship gets revealed when Manny and Paige have a fight in the hallway and Manny calls Oleander a pedophile in front of a lot of people. And uh, Oleander gets fired because fucking of course he does. Why didn't he go to jail? Uh, I don't know. I think he cannot teach in Canada ever again, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so then he and Paige just kind of, like, date for a while. Like, they continue dating after this. How old is Paige? She's, like, 15, 16? Mm-mm. I think the reason he didn't go to jail might be because she's 16, and that's the age of consent in Canada. Is it? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Well. I mean, it's the age of consent in a lot of U.S. states, too. Uh. Listen, I know I'm not I'm not advocating for this at all. I think it's gross as hell. The initial story Uh, is like, okay, it's okay, But then the narrative just does not condemn this. They're treated like any other relationship. It's nuts. Why would you do this? I'm ha- like sh- story time really fast. Mm-hmm. When I was about 16 years old, I was dating like a 20 year old, which mm-hmm. should not have been the case. Uh, I was definitely not mentally ready enough to be dating a 20 year old, but um, that, that it did lead to an argument between me and my dad. And I went through and I'm like going through local laws to be like, I'm legally allowed to do this dad. And my dad uh, was a person of law. He wasn't a police officer, but he was in that like department of, of a job. Mm -hmm. I don't remember the career field. Um, And then he had something to refute that, but I don't remember what it was or Mm. if he just used his dad powers to be like overruled. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, so that's why I'm sitting here. I'm like, I don't think you could do that. I will say that Oleander is supposed to be like 22 or 23. He's a student teacher. That was the part I missed. Yeah, student teacher. teacher. In my brain, I'm like, the man's 40. Yeah, no. I mean, he he kind of looks like he's 35, but he's supposed to be in his early 20s. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, so I just felt I had to bring that plot up because I feel I would be doing everyone a disservice if I didn't talk about this incredibly gross plot mm-hmm. and the gross way it's handled. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's get into our final plot of the night. Thank you for letting me go for so long. Um, I've, I've, I'm here for it. <laughs> so let's talk about Liberty Van Zandt. Uh, Liberty is a straight-A student. She is an all-star. She has had a long-time crush on JT, like, since season one. Uh, she's initially, like, very socially awkward, but she eventually finds her footing. And uh, Liberty and JT are my OTP. Look at all. No one will ever beat them. They're so cute. They're really great. I love them together. They mesh really well. Um, And towards the end of season four, they actually start dating. (gasps) Yeah. And over the summer between seasons four and five, they apparently had sex a lot. Hey, yo. Yeah. I guess as long as 
makes her happy. Yeah, penis pump, who needs it? JT, who needs it? JT brags about this to Toby, and Liberty does not appreciate it. Uh, that's Is that the third time that's happened? <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> I have too many track. I'm keeping things of way too keeping track of way too many things going <laughs> on amongst these people. <laughs> and so over the last month, uh, Liberty has kind of like been icing him out altogether. And so they talk about it on their drive to school one day. Okay. Look, I'm sorry. I love when people I say sorry. Sorry, I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have made those period. jokes. It was stupid. I don't know why you're making such a big deal out of this. Because you talk without thinking. You're immature. You're a clown. You treat me like a kid. Okay, you boss me around, and you wouldn't even let me audition for the video announcements. You decide everything. Grow up, JT. Respect me, Liberty. Okay, and then maybe we can make a decision together for once. We did. Last summer, remember? When we decided to use the king-size condom? The one that slipped off? I'm pregnant. Oh my god! <laughs> one of the reactions of all time. <laughs> Have you seen those vines where, like, for example, uh, the the car's honked and it's the cat jumping off the hood of the car and it goes, boom, boom, boom. I think you know so, yeah. About? Oh, yeah. So <laughs> I want to I make a version of that where that whole clip plays and he crashes into the thing and it, it does the, I think it's the beat from Teach Me How to Ducky. I can't remember. <laughs> But oh god. I would love to see That's that. Nutty. <laughs> I'll see if I can make it happen. <laughs> so yeah, this is my favorite plot ever. This is the one that I was talking about. This is the JT and Liberty plot that I was following in real time and I was so invested in. I love the JT <gasps> Liberty pregnancy. I watched this live and I have so much nostalgia for it. I find this a really good and interesting plot to give these characters in particular because Liberty mm -hmm. is not the type of person you would expect this to happen to and JT is not at all ready to have anywhere near this type of responsibility mm -hmm. and they handle it so terribly they just implode it's so juicy the drama it's so good Goodness. so what's the plan so First, they're going to have a live relationship drama where they break up and get back together. Afterwards, they need to figure out how to tell Liberty's parents and JT's grandma. Uh, they, they suspect that neither of these go well, so they try nope. to make plans to move in, into an apartment together. Uh, and while they're, they're making those plans, they tell uh, grandma and parents. So hang on. Also, I think JT is an orphan or something. I, f I forget the details of his parentage. I know his father ran out on him. I think his mother is dead and his grandma is raising him. Which is why okay. they're telling his grandma and not his parents. Yeah. My grandma would have been cool with it if I told her. Good morning, yeah. Mrs. Kinney. Oh, Liberty, I am so happy you've taken this one back. Luck of the Irish, he's cut. 
We're both very lucky. Speaking of which, um, we have great news. We're having a baby. <laughs> you can't be serious. Yeah, we are. We're going to be uh, parents. James Tiberius, do you have any idea what it takes to raise a child? You are far, far too young. Well, I thought that you could help us. I mean, you raised mom and me. And I'm not planning to spend my retirement going through it again. Have you thought about adoption? Uh, we've considered it, but no. Look, Grandma, we love each other, okay? That's all that matters. And the rest we'll figure out. Mm -hmm. The way your father figured it out, by leaving you and your mother when the going got rough. Not like him. Not at all. Mm -hmm. And then they tell Liberty's parents. JT, please don't make me do this. Liberty, we can't keep avoiding this, okay? We have to tell your parents. After what happened with your grandma? So she didn't take it so well. That's nothing, JT, okay? Your grandma's a lamb. My parents are lions. Well, Liberty, you're their daughter. Maybe they'll understand. Excuse me? You're doing what? I'm moving in with JT. Why would you want to do that? So you can be, so you can be with him? I have a name, sir. I wasn't talking to you. Well, you will be, okay? Because I'm the father of your first grandchild. Mom, Dad, please try not to be angry. Dad, please say something. What would you like me to say? That I'm happy? That I'm proud of you? I know. I'm stupid. It's not your fault, Liberty. It's the fault of that fool standing beside you. Stop it, Dad. Okay, JT's been amazing. He's taking good care of us. Liberty, you're our daughter. And we'll help you any way that we can. Which is why we can't allow you to move out. We need you here to help you through this as a family. I get it. You want JT out of the picture. I never want to see him here as long as I live. Well, that's unfortunate. Because JT's not going anywhere. JT, let's start packing. The music! <laughs> yeah. that, that, was, that was a WWE promo. <laughs> and she's about to throw a goddamn chair at her dad. She really is. Oh my god. So I know what you mean. <laughs> so JT <sighs> gives up a job gives up a job that he has on a kid's public access show in order to take a job at a pharmacy uh, to, like, earn more money. The The public access show is a volunteer job, basically. Um, mm -hmm. And they need a lot of money, not only for mm -hmm. a deposit on an apartment, but also because raising a baby is really expensive. Didn't have that? Oh, the little girl, that was cute. <laughs> Um, so Roma, pop mm. quiz. This is a free uh -oh. right. How do you think JT and Liberty are going to get the money? Oh. Oh, no. Um. Um. I'm not going to lie. My gut says that JT is going to start selling drugs. Mm -hmm. 
Um, cause he, well, he worked. Okay. I even didn't even consider the part about the pharmacy. Is he going to start stealing from the pharmacy and selling the drugs? This is literally, I'm pulling this out of my ass. Roma, um, you hit the nail exactly <gasps> on the head. Yep. This is the most excited I've ever been about answering a question right now. <laughs> so Jay Hogart, the bad idea bear of Degrassi, uh, tells JT that he can get crazy money for oxycodone. So JT steals from the pharmacy and then sells it down at That's the ravine. Illegal. It is illegal. So he gets an advance from the drug dealer that he he sells it to with the promise of getting him more worth the rest of the money that uh, the drug dealer gives him. And then, uh uh-oh, Liberty finds out about the drugs. And the pharmacist is really suspicious. And the guy who JT sold the drugs to and gave him an advance on the condition that he gets more drugs... But JT doesn't want to steal anymore, and Liberty left him anyway. So after uh, this moment here, uh, he does get the last of the owed drugs to the dealer down at the ravine. And then he decides to uh, party with them. What? He's in a bad place Uh, right now. in, In my brain, it was just like, well... I'm going to just party, but no, it's a, well, nothing matters. So yeah, he's party. already here and nothing matters. I just asked the girl who's carrying my kid. Uh-oh. Bun in the oven. Yeah. And, and thanks to these, I'm dead to her. Come on, man, it'll be okay. It's okay. I lost my girl. I lost my best friend. I lost my job and my my family. I know I'm probably going to jail. Hey, one more time. There's a party. Sunglasses. Just took that dry. Yeah. Hey, check it out. Stock boy's gonna be a pappy. Hey, congrats, stud. Hey, this one's on me. <laughs> He's not. No, 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 no. <laughs> Actually, it's. It's on me. Uh, 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 uh. No, that stressed me out. Yeah. Uh, so, oh. hang on. <laughs> you shouldn't have seen that quite yet. Uh, 
So I know what you're thinking. Did he fucking live? <laughs> he did. JT goes okay. to the hospital and will be fine. Uh, Liberty's he dad, is. who is a lawyer, explained the whole situation to the pharmacist, and they're going to work something out. The pharmacy isn't going to press charges. Um, right. Liberty is going to put the baby up for adoption. Okay. JT, did you try to kill yourself? <laughs> what were you thinking, leaving me alone with all this? I'm sorry. Sorry, too. Liberty, I screwed up, okay? Don't take it out on the baby. We both screwed up. going to the adoption agency. JT, it'll be for the best. <laughs> yep. They did not. They did. They did not. Oh my. So. Oh Sorry, I actually no. have to get you to go into the screen chair again. Okay, okay, okay. Oh. It's one of Discord. the faces of all time. Hold on, hold on. Hacker voice, I'm in. Sorry about that. Oh, you're good. JT's that... oh, ugly cry <sighs> makes me laugh so much. It's such a sad I... moment, but man, that face. Yeah. I remember the first time I heard of an ugly cry. Mm-hmm. I was in middle school. And it was uh, my my best friend at the time, uh, her and her three brothers were they grew up in foster care together mm-hmm. until she, she's the eldest. So when she was in middle school and they were in elementary school, they were adopted by distant relatives. And that distant relative was a hard like she was a very kind. She was a very kind and generous, uh, like a Mormon woman. But she was she had an iron fist. Mm-hmm. And I remember one day. One of the the boys was was doing was crying over something like minute, you know what I mean? Like you know, kid, it's very real for the kid, but it was just it was just really small thing. And she's just like, "You need to stop that. You're not even a you're not even cute when you cry. You've got the ugliest cry I've ever seen." And I was like, "You said that to a child. That's fucked up." Um, and it's like, and then gestures to his older sister, and it's just like she she could cry and she could she could plop her ass in a movie like she she was the most beautiful like cry you've ever seen but her little brother did not get any of that in genetics damn. not it's like damn ice cold yeah i was not ready for that i was like, oh uh, shit so yeah but yeah no i bet you guess <sighs> you're wondering now what happens with uh liberty at this point yeah i'm i i mean i'm, I'm curious it's What's so the, 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 uh, Liberty basically has the baby off screen in the B plot of an episode. Oh, no. Yeah. Annoyingly, Liberty is kind of a side character in her own pregnancy. Like, it's really frustrating. And it goes right in the pile of black women who Degrassi does dirty. Yeah. Along with Hazel, who I didn't mention in this in this. um I only vaguely alluded to in this presentation because she gets one storyline over five seasons, really, or at least one solo story. Um, And 
Chantel, who was on the show for, I believe, seven or eight seasons and literally never got her own story. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, um, just some other things. Uh, there are several characters who just, like, get ruined over the course of their, their time yeah. on the show. Ellie, I mentioned. Um, after she she starts out really strong. She's like Ashley's friend. She's got all the goth stuff. She's got her journalism. Um, she gets this really, like, this really hard-hitting storyline where she starts self-harming, and it's, it's a really good mm-hmm. episode. Um, and then at some point, she, like, gets this big crush on Craig, and every story becomes about Craig becomes about how like she really wants to be with Craig. Craig has never been interested in her, but she's like obsessed with him. And it it just does not stop until the end of her character. Um Marco, who I sadly didn't really mention in this uh in this presentation even though I love his character, he uh was canonically out as gay in the second or third mm-hmm. season, you know, in like 2003 or yeah. 4. And which is astonishing, especially for like a, a kid's yeah. show, a kid's show, a teen show around yeah. this era. Um, eventually, he just starts like cleaning up everyone else's drama. He just kind of like he just kind of fades into the background. He has a couple of interesting storylines. He he has like a gambling addiction at one point. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's also Peter, who uh, I didn't mention here. Um, he, he sucks initially, and then he gets a lot better, and he eventually emancipates himself, and then immediately after, he, like, does meth at a party one time accidentally, and is, like, addicted to meth now. Um, and it's just, it's so much. And his girlfriend, uh sort of leaves him over it because she gets this opportunity to go model in Paris, uh, a.k.a. she went to go play Elena on the Vampire Diaries. Oh, I'm sorry. My cat is playing with this. He's loud. I, I will. I haven't seen Vampire Diaries either, but I have passively watched a whole video about the the. Oh, yes. Jay Nicholson. Yes. Yes. I have seen <laughs> that video, um, but I is I don't remember which one Elena is. She's the main girl. Yeah, I still don't know who that is. It's okay. I haven't watched it myself. Um, uh, So, uh, some final thoughts. Um, There was going to be a continuation on HBO. Uh, It was announced in January of 2022, and I got so excited... I was at, uh, we were at lunch at work and I, we saw that I literally fronted for a minute and like gasped <gasps> and like freaked out. Um, that's dead now. Because uh, oh. of HBO reasons. So in like, they were supposed to start shooting that July and then uh, a bunch of stuff happened with HBO and we just kind of never got any updates on it. And I think like a few months later it was confirmed cancelled. I'm going to be honest, I'm kind of relieved. Like, no one from the original crew was involved. Like, Snake's actor, not involved. Linda Schuyler and Kit Hood, not involved. It it felt really off from the get-go. Yeah. Um, 
yeah, this show is really special to me. I, I really enjoy this show a lot. And I'm really glad that I got to talk to you for like three hours I've... about it. Uh, thank, thank you. Thank you for <laughs> making this beautiful PowerPoint and sharing with me this this piece of media that I probably never would have like, you know, get, given the time of day. Not in the sense that I like refused to, but I just never like sat down and gave it a chance. And now I'm absolutely obsessed. These, yes. These children so, stress me out. Let me tell you yeah. something. What's up? <laughs> So previously, the show was available completely for free, the entire thing, on YouTube, officially. Um, And then HBO bought the rights, and then proceeded to not use them, but I think they're still on HBO Max, and they're not available on YouTube in America anymore. But if you were to, say, get a VPN, and put your location as, like, Canada, or Germany, or, like, anywhere but the U.S., you can still go and watch every season for free. Oh. On the official Degrassi YouTube. Oh. Wow. Mm-hmm. It's really, it, it's such a good series. Um, there are a lot more things that, you know, are a lot more serious that I didn't cover. Paige gets an incredibly serious storyline at the beginning of season two that I don't even want to talk about because it's it's very distressing <laughs> to me. Um. And the series is just yeah. Good. I like the characters. I like the the writing. Um, oh, in like season ten, I think they get a trans character. Ooh. This was in like 2010, 2011, Ayo. which is like really early for like a mainstream show, basically, to be talking about trans issues. Um, the character was played by a cis actress. Uh, he's a trans mm-hmm. man. Um, which you know not cool these days but i i think that there was something to it at the time especially because they didn't initially introduce him as trans and uh next class gets a non-binary character ayo um and oh also i do have to tell the one annoying thing about adam the trans character uh he is killed in a texting and driving incident at the end of his time in the series. And I think it it was like at the end of his senior year, basically. And I think it's because they didn't want to have to write around the fact that Adam definitely would have wanted to start taking testosterone as soon as he was like able to. And, you know, they're not going to have this this actress start taking hormones for this acting gig as rad as that would theoretically be, I guess. Um, And so they just killed him, I guess, which is uh, not cool. Um, (gasps) Yeah. Man. But the other gay characters are fantastic. That's good. I, you know, yeah, because I think yeah. a lot of what we talked about up to this point had little to no queer representation, uh, yeah. except for the the one that you mentioned that wasn't mentioned in the PowerPoint. But so it's kind of yeah. it. I, I find it very. Uh, I don't know what the word I'm looking for is, but I think it's very neat that uh, they address it more and more in the later parts of the series. 
Yeah, the really in the early parts of the mm-hmm. series too, Marco is like confirmed as gay in season two yeah. or three. Um, and he starts dating somebody the season after that. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, before Ellie was obsessed with Craig, by the way, she was obsessed with Marco and really like wanted to date him before she found out he was gay. Yeah, so that's an another another point for Ellie. Point for the queer rep on this show is great. I think that the writing is pretty strong mm-hmm. throughout. Um, and I think even if like you decide to not watch the first five seasons that I've talked about yeah. here, even beyond that is like there's really good mm-hmm. stuff. Oh my goodness! <sighs> and so, is you said all of it's available on Canadian YouTube, including yes. the newer the newer stuff, or is that like Netflix only? Uh, not next gen. That's Netflix, or not um next class. That's Netflix only. But you can watch Degrassi Junior High, Degrassi High, and Degrassi Next Generation all on YouTube. Heck yeah! That's like nineteen seasons of television. Also, seasons ten through fourteen go to a soap opera format where they were showing an episode every day. So instead of having like twenty ish episodes a season, they had like forty ish episodes Bruh. a season. Yeah. Bruh. So there's a lot of Degrassi if you want to watch it. <laughs> there's plenty of bread for you, Bertie. Do you like the bread? <laughs> Any questions? No, I... Now? Well... Hold on. Mm. I guess it's not a question, but it's a recap. So we have the Degrassi, bla- the Degrassi Black Hole... Uh, we have mm-hmm. Jay as an Eminem poster because he's a bad boy. The two-timer tally. Oh, that's Sean. Sean. Yeah. Sean. We have the two-timer tally at three. The two craziest mm-hmm. words for fucking blowjob. <laughs> and three people bragged mm-hmm. about having sex with somebody and that person was not okay with it. Yeah. That's That's the <laughs> So thank you for, you know, for listening to my presentation. Thank you for your presentation. Oh my goodness. Uh, I'm so excited to uh, offload my newfound information on Tony <laughs> and very excited for Tony to watch this episode. And I'm also very excited for everyone else to watch this episode when it releases. But uh, I, th- I think because the conversation is so fresh in my mind, I'm like, this is what for you, baby. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Um I I am I don't even You've probably mentioned it already, but could you refresh me on who's your favorite character in this in all of Degrassi? Ooh, in all of Degrassi? Yeah. Or if um, you have like a handful of favorites. Yeah, I have a handful of favorites. I think that Paige for sure. Um I think I didn't mention her, but Ali Bendari, she's a fantastic character. Um, I ended up really liking Darcy, which who I also didn't mention in this, but toward especially in season seven, she gets a really interesting story. Um, Spinner. Uh, Spinner is around for like most of the series. He's up through like season nine or ten mm-hmm. um, from season one. And um holly j as well 
JT to a degree. I mostly like JT, you know, as as the comic side character, but and also in the pregnancy storyline. Yeah, those are my favorites. Oh yeah, um, that pregnancy storyline was buck wild. It's so good. Yeah. Is there anything like any plot thing in any like okay for say like I'm just gonna use this as example so the JT pregnancy plotline mm-hmm. um, would there be anything in that that you would want to change in that you can change the plotline out for any plotline but if there was like one thing you could change to make everything like perfect I would for- make more of the JT pregnancy story JT and Liberty pregnancy storyline about Liberty because I literally forgot to say Liberty right there um, oh my goodness and the fact they they just do her so dirty at the end. She gets a really nice kind of cap to this story where she um she puts the baby up for adoption and uh she is supposed to have like sort of open visitation rights with the baby uh but the family is actually moving across the country to British Columbia and or it might even be Washington. But um She's like really upset about it. And uh, she and her brother and a couple of her brother's friends are like, hey, let's make like a chest that you can give to the baby of like stuff all about you and your your life and your friends right now that that the baby can have later on. And I thought that was a really nice ending to it. I really wish that her her like having the baby wasn't the B plot of an episode. I thought that was stupid. Yeah. Um, though I do like that Toby is like, please don't have the baby in my grandma's car. Um, which is Why? very funny. Please not in Bobby's car. I think if I were to change a singular thing about the school shooting plot line, I would... I would make Alex face a consequence or at least have it mentioned that she never faces any consequences or like maybe Jay and Spinner are like protecting her from any sort of fallout. Yeah. Which I think maybe can be like the hand wave explanation of it. Yeah. Like, uh, retracted and redacted. This is what happened. Yeah, exactly. Um, (sighs) and I would have, uh, Paige and Alex be endgame. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like them as a couple. I think they work really well together. I know I didn't oh, mention them, but I only had time for so many things. Ah, yes. Age. So, sometimes I can't put names to faces, mm-hmm. but like I have their information piled separately in my brain, so I was able to do the Google search and mush it all together and be like, yeah. ah, <laughs> I understand. Now yeah. I know. Oh my goodness. Thank you again. I'm probably going to say say this a lot. Um, mm-hmm. It's been an absolute honor to experience this through you. I love... Uh, how do I describe it? I love the way... I love seeing people's things that they love the most through their eyes. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it's a whole... It, like, whether it's how, like, Tony perceives their friends. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I love experiencing that and, like, the way that he talks about them or um, my, I could go on a list forever, but I just loved experiencing Degrassi through you. Um, and this is 
the the universe's reason why I haven't. That was a ducky. He brought me ducky. Uh, <laughs> he brought me ducky. Um, the universe told me you're not allowed to watch this because Susan's about to explain it to you in <laughs> 27 years. <laughs> well, perfect. If you do end up watching it, I want to hear all of your thoughts forever. Um, absolutely. I love having more people to talk about with it. And it always makes me yeah. happy that basically every person that I've shown any amount of episodes of Degrassi 2 has been like, this is really good. Yeah, I, I was expecting it to be like, um, what is the, like, it, it, I was expecting it to have real, like, reality show energy. Mm. I was sincerely anticipating it to be reality show stuff. I was not anticipating it to be, like, such a well-produced, like, scripted like well acted uh storyline show versus like I thought it was just unnecessary high school drama for no reason kind of show. It's a little bit, but <laughs> well, in a like, better way than like a reality show. Yeah. Um it's or you know, yeah, exactly. Um so that definitely it's it's I guess it's kind of interesting how you just assume things are when you don't yeah. really like put it as many cells in something. Um so thank you for adding brain cells to that basket for me. I'm always happy to bring Degrassi to the masses. And yes, I am uh, so sorry to anyone who has their lives ruined no, because they can only consume and talk about Degrassi from now on. Yeah. So sorry. I'm so sorry. It's a joke. <laughs> joke. I can't even pronounce it like how JT pronounced it. He he is the most Toronto man of all time. <laughs> Paige <laughs> is also really Toronto. Oh my god. Uh oh my gosh. So I got a bunch of pictures of Alex on my screen right now, and one of mm -hmm. them is the hardest mean mug I've ever seen in my life. And I wasn't yeah. ready to make direct eye contact. I was like, <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah. She was a, a mean girl, bad girl for a while, basically until she broke up with Jay. Sorry. And you stopped looking yeah. at Alex. <laughs> I, I mean, I get it. <laughs> <sighs> well, is, uh, is there anything else that you would like to, to touch base on, uh, about um, Degrassi? I, I think that's it. I didn't get to talk about Paige much, because uh, a lot of her storyline, uh, her most notable storylines are kind of serious and kind of like a little too serious. I know I talked about a school shooting, but like, yeah, serious in a way that I don't really want to talk about. Um, it, she gets she gets sexually assaulted in, at the beginning mm. of season two, and she has like a big long plot line about that. Yeah. Okay. No, I completely understand, and I completely respect that. Yeah. Um, and things to look forward to after this point, if uh, if you continue watching Degrassi, Spinner becomes a born again Christian to get with this girl. Woo. Um. Uh. Craig turns out to be bipolar. Um, uh, Kevin Smith shows up a few episodes because he's a big Degrassi fan. Kevin um, Smith? Yeah, uh, director of Clerks, Dogma, um, you know, Jay and Silent Bob. Who's Chasing that? Amy. Uh, I can name more Kevin Smith movies. Hang on. 
I, 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 this is my embarrassing moment. You know how like someone's like, Hey, um, have you seen star Wars? Do you like star Wars? And you're like, no, I haven't seen star Wars. And they go, what? Um, Oh, okay. I know who this guy is. Uh, but I have, I, uh, my, my brand of neurodivergency says I like watching cartoons more than I like watching real people. That's fair. Um, and so I have not seen also my ADHD says you don't have time to sit down and watch anything with real people in it anyway. <laughs> um, so when there's, when you listed all those movies, I'm like, I know they exist. I've seen them on the shelves of blockbuster, but I do not, re- <laughs> do not recall ever watching it. I've only seen uh, dogma. I've, I've never heard of it. Pretty good. Well, I've heard of the, t- the, the word dogma, but I've Lance not heard Morris of the movie. plays God in it. Who's Alanis Morissette? Um, she's a Canadian singer. Uh, do you know oh, you I would wanna love- know? Or like one hand in my pocket? I got one hand in my pocket. Oh, ironic. Um, <gasps> isn't it ironic? Like yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's that's Alanis yeah. Morissette. She's allowed to be God. <laughs> yeah. No, you, she earned that one. Yep. Oh my anyway, that's that's all I have to say about Degrassi for now. <sighs> well, if uh, somebody listens or watches this episode of the Hyperfixation and goes, "God damn, I really need to talk to Susan about Degrassi right now," uh, where could they reach out to you to talk about Degrassi? Um, in in the uh, Hyperfix Discord is probably the easiest way. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, you could also message me on Instagram. I guess I have an Instagram where I post uh, some of my instant photography stuff. Uh, that's uh, QZ Pop, Q U S I E P O P on Instagram. Um, you can also tweet me at We Are Alexandra, which is our general system Twitter. I don't have my own Twitter because I don't. Um, yeah. And I think you should all listen to my sister's show, uh, The Three Little Words podcast, where they read and rank romance novels on steaminess, dreaminess, and memeiness. I'm actually in an episode that's coming out. Uh, well, it'll be out for like a couple of weeks when this comes out. Um, but we read a book that was pretty bad, and I talked about it. <laughs> hey, yo. I believe if I'm looking at my calendar correctly. Hold on. This will come out on the 28th. Yeah, so it'll been out for like three weeks at this point. So if you didn't know it happened, it happened, and we're telling you from the past. You need yep. to go to that right now. Go listen to Kidnapping and Cameron Glenn. Kidnapping? Yep. It's the sequel to Mountain Retreat Murder. A book that did not have a murder in it. <laughs> yeah. Did this one have a kidnapping it in very it? very much had a kidnapping. So maybe there was a murder. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um. What do you call it? Thank you again for 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 sharing all the. Thanks for having me. Um, and so listen, if you wanted to uh, tell me any other fun facts about Degrassi that I may not know about, or your OTPs or whatever your experiences, you can also do that in the hyperfixation Discord under Degrassi in season three. Um, if you need the link, I will give it to you. Um, but it should be in the notes somewhere in the show notes. Um, but you can also tweet at me at I appreciate your butt at the Twitter doc. 
that is I A P P R E C I, the number A T U T T. Um, that or the Hyperfixation Twitter, which is the Hyperfix Pod. Uh, there on Tumblr, TikTok. I mm. should, we should figure out how to do TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know where to begin. I'm already thinking about the thumbnail. Um, and then I think this is where I'll plug in the other stuff with yeah. like patrons and such. Thank you to Offuscate at O-F-U-S-K-A-T-E for the intro and outro music. You can find them on Twitter, Instagram, and SoundCloud. And also, thank you to the Moonshot Network. You can find them at twitch.tv forward slash Moonshot Network, twitter.com forward slash Moonshot Pods, or you can support them on Patreon and all the podcasts in the network at patreon.com forward slash Moonshot Network. Our patrons for this month who get a shout out on the podcast are Ver, Becky Scott Fairley, Ken and Flo. Thank you so much for y'all's support and keep being awesome. Fuck, I love you guys. <laughs> Be safe, everybody. Yeah. Don't die. Is there watch like out a for Rick? <laughs> watch out for Rick. <laughs> Thank you. You read my mind. <laughs> and but do. <laughs> because.